Hello and welcome to another edition of The Flicksters, the place where two movie geeks bring you all the movie news and reviews you can ever wish for. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube and download our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, CastBox and Google Play. What are you waiting for? I know exactly it's baking hot sorry let me just get this all this ready over here okay so we've got that over there yeah all right we ready yeah should we go for it let's go for it man yeah so Deval before we start the show I just want to mention what did we say the uh the score was going to be for the England the England <laughs> match did we did we did we have any predictions I don't know there? If we had predictions uh prediction I think yeah we thought England would do it though yeah maybe 2-1 yeah it's not coming home, basically. Nah. Yeah. They're coming home. <laughs> it's not coming home. <laughs> exactly. It's not coming home, ladies and gentlemen. But you know what is coming? Deval. <laughs> <laughs> Please finish that sentence. <laughs> Deval and I are coming in your ears. That's basically what's, what's, oh what's coming. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for downloading another episode of The Flicksters. We're here for your listening pleasure. So today we've got a fantastic show lined up for you. We've got movie reviews. We've got movie news. We've got the box office. We've got hidden corner. We've got anniversary corner. We've got hidden gems. Uh, you name it. We're rampacked. Forget the footy now. It's over and done with. Just listen, chill out, relax, and enjoy it. So, Deval, um, mm. we have got a really packed out show here, haven't we? A lot we? of news today, haven't we? There's a, there's a lot going on that we need to, like, we're compelled to, to inform people. It's it, our job. This we have is it. To. Like, you know what? When, I, when I'm trawling through the internet and I'm kind of like scouring full pages here and there, I'm always thinking, right, okay, what's going to be interesting? But seriously... All this stuff is really, really good. So first things first, I mean, this came out of nowhere for me. Men in Black is being rebooted. Yeah. But wasn't it done uh, quite recently with... Uh, Josh Brolin. Yeah, Thanos and Cable. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And now we've got Thor. So we've got Chris Hemsworth is, is starring in the new Men in Black reboot. So... I don't know. Uh, I, there's no trailer, obviously, but I mean, wow. um, yeah. No Will Smith. See, this is it. Mate, mm. He's got, I think, nah, you've got to have Will Smith in it. He is, he is man, the man in black. He's, he's been in all of them, hasn't he? Exactly. Yeah. So you can't, uh, it's his franchise. Yeah. So I don't know which mm. direction they're okay. taking this, but do you think it needs a reboot? I don't, uh, nah. I didn't see the last one. I thought, nah. I, I, I didn't see either. Nah. So, I mean, nah. I, I switched off after the sec. Uh, I didn't see the second one. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. That's where I stand on uh, Men in Black. Okay. So Hawkeye, aka Jeremy Renner, mm. has also been cast in the Spawn reboot. So we what? mentioned this on our Twitter page. Yeah. Ladies and gents, you can follow this on Twitter. So um, Jamie Foxx has been cast as Spawn. As Spawn, yeah. Yeah. And Hawkeye, a.k.a. Jeremy, Jeremy Renner, has got a really pivotal role in this. He plays mm. a cop. Okay. And in the comic books, the cop, he has his own comic book. He has kind of like an offshoot as well. Mm. So he's going to have a big role. And come on, it's Jeremy Renner. Yeah. He's not going to be in a... I mean, yeah, he's going to be a supporting role. He's not the main guy, but I mean, he's, he's going to have a big role. He's going to play a major role. part. He's got to. I mean, and, and he's, he's, he's going to bring a massive following from the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe to uh the spawn world as well so it should be 
I'm gonna I'm looking out for this one. I, I, I can't wait. Be good. I, I like Jamie Foxx. I mean, he's yeah. he's brilliant from any given Sunday, from even Booty Call. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh my you know, gosh. It, and that's going back some time. Yeah. So like, you know, he, he's great. He's really good. So. Indiana Jones, number five, the release date of this has been pushed back to 2021. Now, we've had quite a few controversial comments on this on our <laughs> on our Instagram page. And Kay, if you're out there, you're listening, we love you to bits. But come on, man. Like, come on. What's, what's Indiana Jones done, man? Indiana Jones, I mean, you could argue back in the 80s, well, yeah. I mean, it, it was the biggest, it was one of the biggest yeah, massive, summer, massive, yeah. um, 81, I think yeah. it was, 81, 82, possibly even 83. George Lucas was behind this film. Mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg directing it and Harrison Ford, who's come off the success of Star Wars. Yeah. So massive, massive production, loads of kind of like hype around this film and it was a huge success. So yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark was big. The second one, not so big, but it's still... You know, mm. it's 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 kind of you know in people's hearts. The third one, which I absolutely love, which was the last that, crusade. Is that the one with the 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 you know eating out of the out of the monkeys' heads? Is that <laughs> the one? That's all I remember from the film. <laughs> <laughs> eating, <laughs> eating out of the monkeys' brains. Heads. That's all I remember. And That's you it. know what? Right, it's so funny because <laughs> it's like imagine like you know a, you know a yank. Like watching that yeah. film thinking, oh shit, in India, do they eat, do they eat monkey's <laughs> brains? Do they eat snake surprise? Like, you know. In- I'm sure they all thought, yeah, they do, man. Yeah, I knew it. I knew, I knew they hey, ate Can I order brains, a, a yeah? chimpanzee lungs or something? <laughs> it's, it's the weakest one. Yeah. Third one was with uh, Sean Connery, so yeah. that was a big hit. The fourth one, Oh man, I was so disappointed. Like the Crystal Skull one, Crystal Skull, yeah, yeah, Aliens. So do you reckon they've been going down like for a while then, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, look, the one was brilliant. Two was a bit of a letdown. Three was brilliant. Four was a letdown. So this one's got to be brilliant. This one's got to be really good. Okay, okay. The only thing that concerns me is is like Harrison Ford. Is is he gonna be Indiana Jones still? (laughs) Oh, he's gonna. How's he gonna run around (laughs) chase getting chased by big boulders? Exactly. I, this is what I don't get. So obviously he has to pass on the mantle and check this out. Here's my theory. Why not pass the mantle on to Chris Pratt? Yeah, he would do a good job. He would, would do a good job. Wouldn't he be a great... Because he, he acts this, like he... It's almost as if he is himself because Star-Lord and the guy from Jurassic Park, I can't remember his name, but he's yeah. he's the same character. And I can see him cracking a whip. Exactly. I can so see you can him. imagine him with a fedora hat and just yeah. kind of like doing that yeah. whole stuff. So, and, you know, playing uh, um, Harrison Ford's son. I think maybe why not? What else have we got? Snowpiercer. The, now you spoke ah, about Snowpiercer, right? Yeah, Snowpiercer is actually one of my hidden gems. But yeah, there's a TV series, yeah? So the series is back on track after losing Doctor Strange, director. Oh, and that's because of Doctor Strange director is going to be doing a sequel so he's got his hands full so exactly. i can understand that one so you mentioned this um a couple of episodes ago and i still have to watch it it stars chris evans mm. but this is taking the film extending oh. that uh, story basically what's this one over here about dead or alive uh <laughs> dead or alive you're coming with me <laughs> that's one of yours <laughs> you know what i was just thinking oh my god what does this mean okay let me just rewind that <laughs> Deval, if I said to you, dead or alive, you're coming with me. What does that mean? I'll buy that for a dollar. (laughs) That's what I'll say. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Robocop is being rebooted in Neil Blokamp's Robocop Returns. That's going to be good. I can't wait yeah. for this. Now, again, in terms of sequels, the first one was brilliant. The second one was not so great. The third one I was not so great. the second one, you know, with Kane and the, the kind of... Remember, uh, had a... 
What what was the villain in that one? It was wasn't that the, the, the big robot like Kane went into the robot. Oh, was that the second one? Yeah. And like it had a bit more like robotics happening, and you had that kid, I think, who that it was selling was drugs nasty, and stuff. Yeah, 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 nasty little snotty, shitty little yeah, kid, yeah, like yeah, yeah controlling yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got his moments. Yeah. Uh, the third one, I can't remember. No one can. That one I, there, just forget about it. That I, was. I don't know. Yeah. So. And Neil Blokamp, he's attached to to this reboot, which I think is brilliant. And we know him from District 9, yeah. from Elysium. Yeah. No. Uh, is, it, is it Elysium? Or a film Chappie. similar to it. Chappie, yeah. Chappie. And I love those films. Yeah. So we're definitely going to see this one turning up somewhere. And Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, yeah. They, 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 they've, uh, they've wrapped their shoots. So... All the principal shooting is done. Uh, so I guess all they have to do now is do the CGI, any uh, extra pickup, uh, you know, extra footage that they need to shoot. But yeah, it's just good news that, you know, shooting is done. It just, it, it gives me that, that pleasure knowing that, okay, <laughs> we're in July now and it's out in February. They're on track. That means a trailer, a teaser trailer will probably come out probably, I don't know, uh, September maybe, something like that. So I can't wait. It's all, I literally can't wait. It's all rolling smoothly, right? Yeah. And then we, when is Avengers out again? Uh, April. <sighs> yeah. That's, that's April. nothing. So, I mean, um, Captain, Mar- Captain Marvel, I'm really looking forward to that one nice. because, yeah, I'm, 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 I can't even speak, but yeah, that one is going to have so much, it's going to have one of the toughest characters in yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's going to have some old school uh, characters, yeah. uh, well, characters that are here now but in an old school form so Samuel L. Jackson gonna have uh, what's his name the, the shield the shield guy uh, Phil Coulson is gonna yep. be they're both gonna be de-aged we're gonna have scroll Cree wow. interaction we're gonna have a whole lot a whole lot do we know or do you know the vi- uh, anything about the villain yeah, from what I understand it's gonna be the, the Crees the Cree because right. the Cree came to earth and they conducted experiments years ago yeah and the Kree still have a I guess in the Kree skull empire in the galactic you know world it's almost as if we're on their patch and they're fighting for earth we right. don't we ain't got a clue what's going on but it's it's a way beyond our pay grade so <laughs> the Kree and the scroll the scrolls are shapeshifters and uh, going forward in the Marvel Cinematic Universe the scrolls may play a major part in phase four or phase five oh, the scrolls shit. invade in the, in the comics it's called secret invasion and they 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 literally come to Earth. They pose as different heroes for years, oh and no one knows that gosh. they're really scroll until later on. Until they've, they've, you know, they've they've moved their chess pieces and they've controlled certain things and gotten certain things. So I can't wait. For this, this could be the beginning. And remember, this film was in the nineties. This film, Captain Marvel, will be in the nineties. So if there's scroll that have been here since the nineties, that means some of the superheroes that we're dealing with now could be scrolls oh so shit i'm telling you man <laughs> it's bigger than hip hop oh, hip <laughs> oh my god dead so that's why i'm really looking, really looking forward <laughs> there could be some dead presidents in this that's why i'm really looking forward to this film this imagine film, if that yeah. is the big reveal yes exactly uh, yeah you know what mind yeah. blown yeah. fucking out okay right okay what else yeah. have we got next, coming uh, up what we've got next we've got uh, the Black Widow movie gets the green light woo yeah so another uh, female character within the Marvel Cinematic Universe gets her you know time in the spotlight uh, so they've landed 
Uh, maybe quite an unknown uh, Aussie director in the name of Kate Shortland. Uh, I <laughs> I don't know what she's done, to be honest with you. She's, she's actually done quite a few uh, neo-nar type spy movies. Oh, shit. So I like that. Yeah. I can see why they've got her to do Black Widow, because Black Widow is going to be exactly... And it's going to be quite stylistic. It's going to, it's, it should be, you know, really character based and story led. So yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, having that director work on a Black Widow movie. Because the Black Widow movie, it needs to do it justice. It can't yeah. be, you know, something. And here's a lame. question for you: Do you think that they should the 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 direction that they take the film into should it be kind of more realistic base? And when I mean realistic, I mean like more kind of down to earth. Or should they have like superheroes in there? Nah, I think it should be similar in a way, to uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is one of the greatest Marvel films. It, we didn't have many, film. obviously the special effects as always, but there was nothing too too ma- magical about it. Too yeah. out of, you know, no one was flying around and thinking, yeah. well, what from Falcon? But I mean, it was quite grounded. Sure. The film, the main thing was that, you know, the S.H.I.E.L.D. had been infiltrated, yeah. you know, and it's all about who can you trust and so on. So Black Widow, uh, her, her movie, it should go back to the Red Room, to, it should, I guess, cover uh, how she was created, yeah. and I guess her, you know, her, I guess, challenges and conflicts and stuff like that. And it should be grounded. I think we probably will see cameos from uh, the Winter Soldier, possibly. Because he's, yeah. he's been around since the forties, really. Oh, yeah. He's always frozen, unfrozen. There was a, there was a quick, brief conversation that Black Widow had with uh, Captain America in the Winter Soldier. They were at the vending machine. This was when uh, Captain America came back to get the USB stick after... In uh, the uh, drinks machine Yeah, thing. exactly. And then uh, uh, Captain America was asking Black Widow, what do you know? What do you know? She's like, oh, I don't know everything. I just pretend to know everything. She's like, oh, there was a guy called the Winter Soldier. Uh, no one knows who he is. Uh, a few years ago, I was. she said I was protecting someone and he shot through me to get to the person I was protecting. So this goes to show that she's she has come in semi-contact with him in the past. Right. So I think in her film, he may pop up and we may see the Winter Soldier in her film. Bucky Barnes could... Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So, and that'd be the... That'd be the you know, the uh, the bad Bucky Barnes, my favourite type, actually. I like, yeah. I like it when he's under control. I know, man. He doesn't, he doesn't mess when, about. You know when he kills Stark's mom and dad, man? When yeah, he just, he's like, just, twists the neck. Yeah. I was yeah. like, this is dark, yeah. man. This is bad. Okay, that's brilliant. I can't wait for this yeah. one. This is going to look really, really good. Exactly. Uh, what else have we got Marvel related? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so, th- I mean, we all know, uh, well, if you don't know, uh, uh, at, the mo- at the moment, actually, as we speak uh, in, in San Diego, USA, Comic-Con 2018 is happening. So we will get more news to you guys as in when we, we receive it from our, from our sources yeah. in San Diego. And unfortunately we couldn't make it because we had prior commitments. Exactly. We had this podcast to exactly. do. So, Otherwise we yeah, would have been there. Exactly. But uh, Kevin uh, Feige, uh, the director of Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, or Marvel Cinematic Studios has been talking about upcoming projects and where the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going over the next few years. And he says that they have uh, movies, uh, you know, secured in a way, maybe not scripts written written yet, but they've got a plan up until 2026. This is so, you know, that, that involves obviously sequels uh, that we know will happen. So Spider-Man, Far From Home, are going to have Black Panther 2, Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange 2. Black Widow is going to be create is going to be made. Obviously, uh, I'm sure there's going to be another uh, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel Part Two will be made, and also the Eternals is something that's going to be quite big. 
that many people haven't really heard about Whoa. yet. But the Eternals would be a big part of the next, you know, coming phases. Yeah. And that's really, I'm really looking forward to that because, I mean, the Eternals are, oh my, they, they, they're a deep, <laughs> deep uh, race. And this is going like, so before all of the Captain America cap comes, way before the that, The Eternals right? have been around for yonks, yeah. like millions of years. I mean, just a, a bit of a sort of backstory. Uh, the Eternals are a race that were created by the Celestials. The Celestials, we saw a Celestial in uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. There was a quick scene when uh, Tananir Tavan, the collector, yeah. was talking about the, you know, the, where, the, uh, where the Infinity Stones came from. And there was a scene where uh, a Celestial sort of, you know, used the Infinity Stone and moaned down civilizations, <laughs> as he said. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so they created the Eternals. The Eternals, Thanos... Is, is derives from Eternals. Oh he's my. one of the yeah. So his species is from an Eternal, but he's a he's a deviant Eternal. Right, okay. So he's a, almost like a mutant Eternal. Okay. Eternals do look humanoid in the comics and so on, but the mutant ones come out like Thanos. Oh shit! So he is of that race. Yeah. So he, he we've already we've already been interested. So we, we've already been uh, introduced to Eternals as yeah. it were. And there's one thing I want to ask you, you know, there's a, um, end credit scene in one of the films where, uh, Stan Lee. Oh, he's with, uh, on, on the moon or something. The, yeah. yeah. So who are those characters? The, the, they're the watchers. Oh, yeah. Right. I always get confused. Yeah. Who to the, the watchers. watcher. He, <laughs> <laughs> this is like another <laughs> episode. Watcher, he's, uh, <laughs> he is crazy powerful, yeah. but his job is to watch and to record events in history right. so in, in the comics in the Infinity Stones and Infinity War yeah. uh, or the Infinity Gauntlet in the comics uh, Walter the Watcher sees all the craziness Thanos is doing he sees him doing the, you know killing people or doing whatever he cannot intervene he cannot intervene all he can do is record and people go to him and say help help he's like nope my, here, my job here is to watch oh, that's shit. why people are saying that uh, Stan Lee at the end of the credit scenes he was actually informing the the watcher as to events that were happening over the, the you know over the cinematic universe, yeah, and they're saying okay. that's the reason why. Because why would you put in such a you know crazy important character yeah. if you're not going to pay him off at some point? So we may see a while to the watcher at some point in the future. Who and, knows? And will he? And he does he ever intervene in anything? He has intervened a couple of times, okay. but it's, it's been it's, he's gone against the code. He cannot intervene. Okay. It's like it's like I don't know. I've never been to a strip club, but we go to a strip club. You can't touch. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like Look, that. Don't touch. <laughs> you can't touch, and if you touch, you get in trouble. So with him, it's that, but like magnified by a million. He cannot intervene. <laughs> I love the analogy, mate. I love it. But um, you should go though. No, no, no. I'm not gonna go. If I can't touch, there's no point going. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Okay. So what else have we got here? Yeah. So. Uh, Again, a bit of Marvel uh, news. So, yeah, so the Green Goblin has been rumoured to be, you know, be involved or be in somehow in Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. Wow. So I, I don't know who's, I don't know who, if if it's true, who will be cast as the Green Goblin. Who who would you, who's crazy enough to kind of take on oh, that role? Gordon Bennett, who's, who's not crazy enough? Yeah. I mean. Who do you, you reckon would do well? There's a few people that I think uh, could do well as a Green Goblin. I'm trying to think of, uh, I mean, obviously with uh, the Green Goblin, uh, what's his name? Osborne. He, yeah, Osborne. Thank you. Yeah, Osborne. So uh, I don't know if it's going to be the, the the dad Osborne or the, or the son Osborne. So yeah, it depends Harry. on. 
so the age i guess will play okay. a part as well but uh there's a film i watched which i'll talk about as my hidden gem uh uh it's called uh the killing of a sacred deer there's a young actor in that film who i think could play an excellent younger yeah. green goblin okay excellent uh, but yeah, I mean, it depends. I mean, they may have a totally different spin on on the character, but either way, the Green Goblin is uh, a massive enemy uh, in, in, in Spider-Man's world. Yeah. Obviously, you get the Green Goblin and a Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin. Yeah, so either way, they're Goblin, Goblin. Yeah, is there a timeline? And maybe I'm just talking absolute bullshit over here, but mm. is there a timeline or did something ever happen where the Green Goblin is good? Uh, uh, so, is, is there some sort of timeline? Does that ever happen? A little bit, yeah. But you know when, like, the enemy of the enemy is my friend kind yeah, of thing? Where they work, they, yeah, where they have to work together at for, some for, point. For, for, for a bit, yeah, yeah, just to get something done. But most of the time, no, Because that don't. would be interesting. Imagine if they yeah. explored that. Yeah, like, There's yeah, a common exactly. enemy. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. Uh, okay, so that's brilliant. So Green Goblin, um, that's been announced. And what about yeah. this news about uh, DC? Yeah, so uh, literally, as we speak, they literally could be, or they, they may have already, have been uh, have shown the Aquaman trailer, and this is a you know good length trailer, not just a teaser. Yeah. So, as we know, Aquaman is going to be out in November or, or early December, one of them, which is only four or five months away. Yeah. So the filming has stopped. You know, they finished. They've wrapped a, a while ago. Yeah. I would imagine a lot of the visual effects have been applied, and it's all the finishing touches. So, you know. Showing the trailer to Comic Con is going to be massive. DC need to to raise their profile. That's a big statement, right? Exactly. So, expect this to be released online officially very soon. Okay. At we'll the moment, try and check uh, it out. yeah. Some DC at the moment are really running uh, Comic Con at the moment. Mm. Marvel don't have their usual uh, presence. They don't have you know the, um, like a Marvel stage this year. And uh, what why, do you think that's like on purpose or it is, just... it is on purpose? Marvel have got uh, they're busy they're busy working creating what we want to see. Yeah. Also because uh, of the it's in between Infinity War and Avengers Four, they you know they don't want to give away too much, uh, and some of the projects that they're working on are not at the stage yet where they can really give the audience what they want to yeah. see. So they'll they just sit, but they they're, they're just relaxing, you know. And I think you made a really interesting point last week where you said. It's almost like as if they like they're gonna undo the whole snapture. Yeah. If they start giving us, if they yeah. start telling us like just, who's gonna be around, just undoes it. Yeah. It, then it's like oh, there's no the stakes aren't really high yeah. anymore. Yeah. So they, they just they're like it's like a mole just in in its hole, just waiting for the right moment and to come out. Which is what I love. I said like just don't give us any more. Exactly. Don't give us any more details. Let us just try and figure out. Let us try guess. Let us try, you know, give us something to talk about on these podcasts. Yeah, exactly. And wonder and, you know. Yeah. But saying that, I have got a little bit of a, a, little bit of a theory. Okay, go for it. This is Ant, because that Ant-Man and the Wasp has been released in the US and maybe some other countries. In the UK, it got pushed back because of because the World, of World Cup. Cup. Yeah. Gutted. But I've got a bit of a theory as to what I think is going to happen. Okay, share at, it with at the us. end credit scene. I think that uh, when we see Ant Man and the Wasp, I think they're going to go into the uh, the microverse as we saw Ant Man go into in part one. Yeah, I think they're going to go into the microverse, and do you know who I think they're going to find? Who? Obviously, I think they're going to find Janet Van Dyne. I mean, sorry, yeah, Janet Van Dyne, which is the the original. Yeah, exactly, Michelle Pfeiffer's character, Waspier. Yeah. But I also think they're going to pull someone else out. I also think they're going to pull someone else out. 
What? I haven't heard this officially, but I just put I've put one and one together and I've come up with two point five. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, just but, spin you know, it out. at the end of uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Spoilers if you if you guys ain't seen it, if you ain't seen it, tough. You just go seen watch it. it now, come yeah, on. Yeah, so yeah. obviously we see Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury press the alarm to, yes. to try and find Miss Marvel. Yeah. I think that in Ant-Man and Wasp, they're going to the Spider-Verse, I mean, sorry, Spider-Verse, the Microverse. Yeah. I think him pressing the alarm, because where has Miss Marvel been all this time? Yeah. I think, I don't know why I think this, but I think something happens in Captain Marvel. I think she gets thrust into another dimension or something. And they... Which, which is the Microverse. I think he presses the alarm. That alarm still f- gets her beeper. I think Ant-Man and the, and the Wasp are somehow in the microverse doing their thing or whatever. They hear a beep, 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 beep. And they look. And I think it's Miss Marvel. They pull out. They find her. I think they pull her out. Oh, I think they find Miss Marvel and pull her out. And then that's what, that's what brings her back to today. That's what I think. Because in the microverse, time doesn't exist. That's why Janet Van Dyne has been there since... 50 years like, ago or whatever. And she hasn't aged or... I don't, and I think, I don't know actually. That's a good question. Because it looks like she, she is going to be or older. Or are they going to do a de-aging on... I don't know actually. Good question. But I think, I think uh, Miss Miss Marvel, I think oh. she's in there. I think they pull her out. That is... I think I they pull her out. I love how they link the stories I could, together, no, I could man. be totally wrong. I'm just thinking of what I think could be the case. Just, well, let's, let's hope it happens. Because, yeah, I think they pull her out. I think someone else is in there too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's what I think. I can't wait for this film. Do you know that? Me too. I can't wait. Me. I just want to see it because anything too. related to Avengers, like, yeah. you know, the next Avengers, I want to see it. Um, so, okay. yeah, so yeah. What else have we got? Yes. Also during uh, Comic-Con, uh, they all show a teaser uh, of the Shazam movie. So what, this is The Rock, right? Uh, no, that's uh, that's Black Adam. That's sorry. Yeah, Rock Shazam. is doing uh, Black Adam. Yeah. So who's who uh, plays Shazam? Uh, well, Shazam's a character called Billy Baxton. Yeah. Billy Baxton. Uh, he's a young kid who's given these magical powers that he can become like a, almost like a Superman type character. Yeah. All he has to do is say the words uh, Shazam, uh, and he you know he's it's, 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 yeah. I think they actually describe it like Big meets Superman. Because you know in Big, when he goes to the machine and yeah. he gets he gets turned big, but he's still in his mind, he's sure. still a kid. Yeah. Shazam's the same character. Oh. So he's going to be a kid in his mind, but he's going to look like Superman and he's be almost have, as strong yeah. or stronger. Uh, but yeah, so the, the, the actor that's playing Shazam is actually the actor that played in Thor, was it Thor part one and two? Uh, one of, you know, uh, Thor had his... Uh, uh, soldiers three or whatever they call them warriors three yeah, yeah. Uh, or sith and the warriors three the one that looks like the sort of musketeer guy there's okay. like there's, there's the big kind of the big guy with the axe with yes. the beard there's the oriental there guy. Was oriental guy and then there's another guy who's got like a hello sir oh <laughs> so <he's> got, <laughs> right okay Him. yeah he, he, that, that's the actor that's playing shazam okay. can't his name but yeah he's he's been in a few things but He's playing Shazam. Oh right, yeah. Okay, so this is interesting. It should be interesting. Should be. It should be. It should be okay. This film, uh, they've been filming for a while. I think they 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 finished uh, filming soon, but we're gonna, we're going to get a teaser because I mean we haven't. I haven't heard anything about Shazam. Any any kind of news, whether mm. or not, because you know sometimes when you're reading through the internet, you you hear bits and pieces of information, but I generally haven't heard anything about this. That's a good thing. It's yeah. a good thing. So it should come as a surprise. Shazam. I mean, in in the comics, uh, there was a bit of a bit of friction between DC and Marvel because back in the day Shazam was called uh what's it called Captain Marvel 
What? Yeah, he was called Captain Marvel. And there, there was a bit of friction as to who's going to have the rights to it because they call him Captain Marvel. Marvel was Marvel. Yeah. And they, they settled it over technicality. Yeah. So since then, they can't call Shazam Captain Marvel. Oh, my yeah, so oh it's days. a bit of a bit of a mad one that is, but that is, uh, yeah. so he's called Shazam now. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then uh, also DC related. So Joaquin Phoenix has now confirmed to, uh, to be playing the Joker. Yeah, in the Joker origin movie. So we we spoke about this, I think last week last or week, week before. We spoke about yeah. It, yeah, and that is confirmed now. So that is going to be going ahead. It's going to be going ahead. Like it's literally outside of the rest of the. DC universe and, and the things that I've kind of read is that he, he Joaquin Phoenix he wanted to play this role because he he wanted to bring a kind of different take on the role yeah and away from the whole kind of you know the superhero stuff so grounding reality and you could say more, probably closer in tone to Christopher Nolan's mm. um yeah. you know uh, Batman trilogy yeah I mean I, I I think it's going to be really really interesting I think it's I think he is an interesting person mm. I think he brings a lot of kind of depth to the kind of performances yeah. that he brings to roles and i'm really looking forward to yeah. this i just want to see what they do with it this is going to be if you thought the dc universe was dark already this will be darker it's going to be launched under a new banner called uh i think either it's going to be called dark dc oh, something dark but yeah. it's going to go further than what we've seen before because they're going to have their own world to play with they don't yeah. need to worry about continuity you know things shit can go down yeah yeah scorsese is involved shit is going to go down. I hope it's got like bad, la- listen, I mean, that's I, what I'm saying. I, I want, yeah. It's going to have bad language. People yeah. are going to die. We're yeah. going to actually see being people this killed. Is, this is like, I know uh, Deadpool joked around and said, you're darker than the DC universe <laughs> or whatever. This is going to be real dark. Like, I can't wait no for this. No kids allowed dark. Yeah. So this is going to be, be good. Yeah. So they, they might be going at the angle of the R rated. Yeah, for sure. I think this yeah. one should get it. Yeah. Otherwise, what's, what's different about it, you know? Okay. I can't wait for that mm. one. Okay, so so I and think then, that's a lot of DC stuff. And what else have we got? got okay, yeah, just uh, one I uh, I've been interested interested uh, since I first heard about this one. Uh, we all know Jordan Peele, uh, you know the, the person uh, responsible for Get Out, yeah. which uh, was actually Oscar nominated, uh, 2017. Yeah, and uh, he's in the works of producing his second film. Probably actually maybe already finished it. I'm not sure, but it's going to be called Us. Mm. Us, yeah, so we'll be starring again Daniel Kaluuya, mm-hmm. who starred in Get Out, Lupita Nyongo. Okay, great, great actress. I uh, was in uh, Black Panther, been in Star Wars, mm-hmm. 12 Years a Slave, yeah. great actress. Uh, Elizabeth Moss, who's in Hand- Handmaid's Tale, okay. which I've never seen, but I do need to. British actress? I don't know, you know, okay, I don't know, but I need to see that. I heard The Handmaid's Tale is really good, yeah, yeah. But this film will be coming out in uh, February, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's the Jordan Peele said that he, you know, he enjoyed what he'd done with Get Out. It was a horror film and it talked, it looked at like, uh, race and all that kind of thing. And it was really, really well received. This film will take it that next step, he said. It's also going to be in a horror type thriller okay. vein. Again, it will, I guess, deal with race issues. But he said it's not just going to be about that. It's going to go a lot further. I'm looking and this forward to it. Should be, be, should be uh, who knows if it's going to be better, but it'd be slightly different. And in that case, it could, you know, propel his career and get I hope the Oscar. So. I mean, I hope so because I mean, when Get Out came out, I was like, I wasn't prepared for this film. I wasn't expecting this film. It was interesting. It was funny. It was kind of dark and it was like, the acting was like brilliant. Mm. And 
I just thought the ending, I was like, yeah, man, like make sure you get them all. Yeah. <laughs> make sure you get them all. It was just brilliant. Yeah. I was just like, I loved it. I thought that was brilliant. Okay. So I'm really looking forward to that. I like, I like you know, I like uh, watching that, that, those types of films. So the last thing that I want to mention is a film that I really, really like is Zombieland. Mm. So Zombieland 2 has been greenlit. It's in development. And the original cast and crew are all on board. So we're going to see Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Like, um, Woody Harrelson. Bre- Woody Harrelson, Abigail Breslin, Emma Stone. Oh. The director from the first one is on board oh, okay. again. So hopefully they're not going to mess this up. And you know what? It's going to be a great film. So looking forward to seeing what these guys are up to mm. after all these years. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, that is your film news I mean, I mean, that's loads. If you've got any film news that you want to share with us, please let us know on Twitter, on Facebook, on what else have we got? On Instagram. On Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Post a picture of something that you've heard or seen. Yeah. Let us know. We'd, we'd love to talk about it. Okay. So moving on to the box office top 10 and we've got a couple of new entries on there sitting in at number 10, the Beatles Yellow Submarine. <laughs> uh, 50th anniversary. Yeah. Um, is that a film or is that music? What is that? It might I, be. I, <laughs> shit. Maybe it's like a documentary of all their documentary like, music of, and yeah, stuff. Of the song. And, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I haven't seen this. Um, have I've I. heard the song. Where you're living. Yeah. In, yeah. Right, okay. So you know it about. <laughs> so yeah. So if you've got, if anyone out there is is has seen this has seen this documentary, let us know. We'd really love to hear your views. Sitting in at number nine is Sanju, which was in the top 10 last week, yeah. but it's kind of making its way out. Yeah. I still haven't seen this film. You haven't I've seen it. I've not seen the film, no. Okay. So again, any out, anyone out there, if you've got a review, just do let us know. Yep. At number eight, we've got Hereditary. Mm. And I mean, we've said a lot about this film. I love this film. Seen yeah. it twice. Like I said before, if you haven't seen this film, go out and check it out. Let us know what you think whether you not or you hated it, you know, whether or not you loved it. I mean, I, I, I really, really liked it. So I think it's great. Number seven, Patrick. Clivert. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> good, good goal scorer. Yeah. Good headers. Yeah. Okay, let's see what other Patricks footballers do we know. I don't know. Vieira. Oh, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, on, yeah, yeah, of course. Come yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like one of the main ones. All right, okay. Sorry, I haven't seen Patrick. I've not seen Patrick. You've not seen Patrick, no. apart from on the TV. Yeah. So let's get a review of that some somewhere. Number six, <laughs> Adrift. Adrift, I heard. I heard about this film too. Uh, I think someone that's trying to do uh, or uh, achieve some sort of uh, boats or sailing uh, achievement. And uh, I think something goes wrong in the Adrift. <laughs> and they die <laughs> that's dark man um, I yeah i think I, I think you're absolutely right i mean it stars it stars some guy in a boat he's adrift i don't even know and then he dies. like oh shit okay uh, at the end of the movie they all die and that's it okay sitting in at number five is a film you've seen and that's yeah. tag yeah tag good film i liked it yeah uh, yeah it's halfway there so yeah so it's uh Compared to the week before, it's done just a fraction of the of its opening weekend. Sure, which is uh, yeah, it's okay. It, it'll, it might be there for another couple of weeks, and I think it will slide It'll out. Probably slide out, right? Yeah. And interestingly, I mean, I didn't know this. You told me this last week. It's based on a true story. True story, yeah. Of a bunch of guys who've been playing tag for like thirty years, twenty five years, something like that. And yeah. 
It's crazy. Only the, in America. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so what have we got at, sitting in at number four is Sicario to Soldado. Yeah. Soldier. <laughs> oh, man. So I've got my soldier with me over here. So yeah. soldier, what do you think? Yeah, great. Well, let me not overstate it. I, I liked it. I wouldn't say it's better than the first, but Agreed. it's a good film. I like it. Agreed. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. It's not as good as the first one. There's some really interesting things in there. There's more character development. You see some more strong characters. Yeah. And it's leading up to this kind of end of this, like this a saga, which I'm sure they're going to kind I of... I think they're going to, I think there's going to be another, another, uh, another one, I reckon. Exactly. Talking of kind of sequels and prequels and whatever, we've got Ocean's 8 mm. at number three. Yep. So it's still, uh, you know, top three. So it's been out for a few weeks now. It's still there. So people obviously are enjoying it. I did like it. Uh, I, I didn't love it, but I did like it. There was good elements in it. Uh, parts that I thought, nah, this doesn't really work for me. Again, I still don't know why they're stealing from <laughs> Cartier. Cartier done nothing to them and they're stealing their, their jewellery. <laughs> they all deserve to get banged up in my book, but you know. Why are they, why is so much stealing in the world? Like, why are they doing this? They steal from people that deserve to get stolen from. Like, you know, uh, What's that show? iRobot or whatever it's called. Is that, was, no, not iRobot. Uh, the one where the guy hacks into government organisations because they have got secrets or... Uh, uh, you know that guy that comes on Amazon, I think? Or think yeah, uh, Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. Sorry, yeah, iRobot. <laughs> Mr. Robot. So at least he's got like a he's got like a thing. You know, he's doing it for a reason. Exactly. Like, you know, so. There's some like, ethical exactly. or like, you know, for society. Yeah. Even if it's wrong, it's like, it's wrong, but it's for the right thing if you know yeah. what I mean whereas this is just wrong <laughs> yeah stealing and, and like I said before um, if you go back to episode so go back two episodes download the show listen to what we thought about Ocean's 8 and there are things in it like you said which are really interesting they are really mm. good there's some good acting in there but there's some things in there which I just think oh my god this still makes sense and the thing that did it for me was Anne Hathaway's yeah, role yeah, yeah I just didn't get that okay so watch the film, let us know what you think and whether or not you agree. Mm. Sitting in at number two is, wow, it's still in there, Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Yeah, Jurassic World. Yeah, has that, has that gone up again or something? I so, think it was so number three it, last time. It was number one. It came out of number one. Then it went back to number one. And now it's number mm. number two. It's still pulling in good figures. I reckon, like I said last week, a lot of the uh, like kids that have finished college or school or whatever, university, they've given it a new, a new like, you know, pick, they've picked it up and yeah. gone to see it. And I think that's why it's still quite high up, you know. It could be number one next week. Who knows, yeah. you know. Who knows? But there's a couple of films that have, have gone from the list that make me sad. Infinity War's gone. Deadpool's <laughs> gone. gone. I'm sad. Blade Runner's gone. Because yeah. I was in it for probably about six, seven weeks. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but okay, so the UK's uh, number one film is The First Purge. Yeah. The First Purge. Um... I've seen, well, I saw, I saw The Purge. I saw mm. The Second Purge. Was uh, there a third one? Election year is a third one. Yeah. And then this is the fourth this one. This is the fourth and one. this is predates yeah. all of those ones. Yeah. So I liked the first one with Ethan Hawke. I did like the second one with that guy from Grio, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah. He's from, he's, um, he's from Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah. And he's a comic book character in Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, uh, crossbones. Crossbones. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh, it always reminds me of Deathstroke. Yeah. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, mm. I liked it. I didn't see the third one. Okay, neither did I. Okay, so I'm not sure. I haven't seen this one. Yeah, I've seen this one. Okay, so give and us a quick rundown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't okay. want to spoil it for people, but yeah, I, I was. 
it had a couple of good moments, but I just wasn't feeling it, yeah, you know. Yeah. It just lacked for me. There was just, yeah, just, it's just, the characters just didn't, I mean, some of the, a couple of the characters I could feel, you know, their, their struggle and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, you had this like, this like drug dealer, kingpin guy that, Turned out to be the hero, but he's still he's still a drug dealer kingpin. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just it's just a bit weird, and the the baddies weren't really okay that strong for me. And, sure. Uh, I think it's just so it's just a bit of a weak film, and enough, the ending right? was so dry. Oh gosh. Ending was so dry. I was like, what is this? It even the people sitting next to me were like, is that it? <laughs> and they were like, nah. I mean, just to put it into perspective, it is number one, only by about. Uh, 400,000 uh, because obviously it's a new film yeah. but Jurassic World has been out for weeks and it's done almost the same in that week in that week so you know next week The Purge will not be there guaranteed yeah it'll no be way. Kind of, yeah it'll be way it'll be way lower. it'll drop down yeah. like a lot so any big name actors in there uh, what's her name is it Melissa Tomei is uh, that her Marisa, Marisa Tomei Marisa Tomei yeah Aunt she, May Aunt May, she's in it. Yeah, she's in it. Okay. Well, yeah. she, she's lovely. I love her. She's in it. And there's, there's a few other up and coming sort of actors that I don't really know personally, but sure. they, 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 they're good actors. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think uh, Deval's silence. Uh, it should be the last says, purge, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> it should be the last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one okay so those are your films for the box office top 10 ladies and gents we're now going to look at what's on blu-ray and what's on streaming mm. so deval what have we got yeah on blu-ray on uh yeah on blu-ray out this week uh we have tomb raider this is the new one uh alicia vikanda vikanda yeah. Yeah, yeah so I watched this in the cinema i watched it in cinema as well yeah it was actually quite refreshing it was quite good yeah uh, she's she done a really good uh really good uh portrayal of the character she really worked out she she done a lot of training we yeah. I saw sort of the, the the making of it she worked out a lot upper, really? upper body strength because she's hanging around a lot and stuff yeah uh acting's acting's you know good the story sort of holds up uh the action was quite good and yeah. i think they are definitely uh looking to make more so they didn't give us too too much sure but yeah, it was it was decent. It was decent, you know. It wasn't. Yeah. It didn't blow me away, but it was decent. Absolutely. That that that's what I was going to say. It didn't kind of like you know. It wasn't like wow, this is something that I'm going to kind of like tell my mum about. But I mean, um, you know, yeah, it did the job. Introduction to the new Lara Croft, like Alicia Vikander. Yeah. And what I liked was I'm not, I'm not sure if you remember at the end when she goes back to the pawn shop, the pawn shop, not yeah, like yeah, yeah. P A W N. <laughs> she um she picks up the guns yeah, yeah, i just love yeah. that way she picks up the that guns. was in the trailer but it then was. we didn't see it in the whole film so i thought oh what's what's happening but then at the end, end you get the payoff, payoff. Yeah. exactly okay yeah. so two raiders out what else yeah. have we got we've got uh gringo gringo now tell me hang on is this mel gibson no gringo is uh it's got uh uh dan daniel Olalalu. uh he's a british actor uh it's also got uh chopley the one that was in uh, District 9 that, that works a lot with the director of the new Neil, um, uh, Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I can't remember his first name. Chopley, Chopley something. Yeah. South, yeah. Af South African actor. South African actor. actor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got also uh, the guy that was in uh, the spy thriller with Jennifer Lawrence that came out recently. Uh, Edgerton. Edgerton, he's in it. Uh, it's also got uh, Charlie Theron. She's in it. 
Yeah, so oh. Gringo is about it's a story about this uh, salesman who is uh, played by uh, uh, David, actually, David Olaleo, mm-hmm. if I'm saying his name correctly. And uh, he's working in a team with Charlie Sedon and Edgerton, and they kind of double cross him. Oh, shit. They set him up to do a transaction with someone who's a gangster. Yeah. Sh- shit goes tits up. Yeah. And this uh, David's character I love that shit goes tits up <laughs> yeah <laughs> David's character is like fighting for his life he's trying to run from these gangsters he's he's doing he's you know he's in, he's in Mexico so this is set in America he oh, goes to Mexico brilliant. to do yeah. this transaction and he's in like cartel land you know <laughs> <laughs> so he tries to it's, it's like a like a comedy sort of thriller type thing and yeah, yeah he enlists the help of uh, Chopley's character to try and protect him it's just it's funny it's a, yeah. it's a funny film and okay. he's also he's got like a nigerian accent in this film oh really so okay. he, you know, that that also brings a bit of a, a dynamic edge to it yeah but uh, it's a far i did enjoy it okay i did enjoy the film it was different and all the characters sort of stand out well yeah it, it was a funny film okay. i did like it i did okay, like cool. it cool yeah i yeah, like that sort so. of one because it reminded me when i when i saw gringo there i thought it was this because mel gibson was in this film called get, get the gringo yeah yeah or, yeah uh, what i did on my summer vacation or something like that and it's kind of there's two Similar, totally different titles like you realise yeah I know I know but it's like fish out of water type yeah, of guy yeah, yeah. like you know this yank in, a, in Mexico yeah, and yeah, like yeah, you've yeah. got a Nigerian in Mexico because just, gringo means like American in, yeah is it like uh, Latin America or something yeah it's like what yeah. they call like the yanks and yeah. like or, or, or basically anyone foreigner Okay. So it's okay. like, you know, yeah. So, you know, but it's, it's, it is closely associated with kind of like a yank going yeah. over there and stuff like yeah. that. Okay. So what else have we got? Uh, Mum and Dad. Uh, uh, tell yeah, us about this one. I actually one. saw this film. Yeah. During the week. It's weird. I actually saw this film during the week. Mum and Dad stars uh, Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair. Yeah. Selma Blair is from, um, uh, what's her name? You know, Old Boy, not Old Boy, uh, Hellboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Nicolas Cage, Selma Blair. Uh, this is like a comedy horror, quite funny actually, and uh, it's uh, a film that uh, basically Selma Blair, Nicolas Cage are parents uh, to these. Uh, they got a couple of kids, one sort of teenage girl and a younger boy, and it's weird. Something happens in this film. I think it's to do with the TV signal or something happens yeah. that makes all the parents want to kill their kids. <laughs> It's really weird. It kind of reminded me of a, a film that I saw a few years ago. I think it came out in 2007 called Children. Oh, and that's yeah. a film where the children try to kill the adults. Oh, shit. But that's, that's a lot more dark. Yeah. A lot more dark. A British film. It's worth a watch. Wow. It's called The, the Children. And they want to kill the adults. And yeah, it's Getting crazy. Hell. But this one's over around. The parents want to kill their kids. Yeah. And they actually go for it. And what, like in a comedic way or is it like... It's not dark. Okay. So it's a little bit of a comedic way because you're thinking, hold on, why? Because literally there's a scene where school finishes and you've got all these chill, all, the, all the parents standing outside. With machine not, guns. It's, just, no, it's not even that. It's like, I think, okay, let's say school finishes at 3.30. Yeah. You've got a bunch of, of their parents standing outside at 2.30. And the head teacher's like, look at all these, all these parents all standing. Can't they wait? Can't they wait? And then, but... They don't know that, the, the, the teachers don't know that the, the, the parents are there to kill the kids when they come out. <laughs> <laughs> so the kids, the parents are all standing there, angry looking, waiting for these kids to come out. Oh, and then some of them start getting like agitated. So they try and climb over the fence and then security guards have to try and stop them. And the security guard doesn't know what's... No, no, exactly. They just want to come and pick the kids exactly. up. Exactly. So then one of the kids is like, one of the kids is standing there thinking, like they're getting anxious thinking, oh, my, my mum's there. Like, what's going on? <laughs> so the, that kid jumps over the fence to the mum. When the mum gets him she stabs him in the eye <laughs> she, she, 
she stabs the kid and then that's when people realize something is wrong <laughs> something is wrong yeah and then that's when shit starts to happen Pe- parents are trying to grab their kids and kill them people are running away from their kids it's mad mayhem and then, then he starts seeing people in different pockets so yeah. see different houses where like this boy comes home to his he comes home and his dad uh is like there's a mess he doesn't know what the mess is about he says oh where's 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 my sister like and he sees her she's dead and the dad looks to him and then goes goes at it it's like it's literally like something goes out something happens i don't know what it is but they all just want to kill their kids so nicholas cage and selma blair try and kill their kids oh my so like God. they are they team up and the thing is they don't know why they want to do it there's no explanation they don't know why but they just know they need to kill their kids and at the end of the movie do we does the audience get an explanation you don't get an explanation that's the good thing about it that's the really good thing about it they don't get an explanation wow and there's one other funny thing that happens in it before the end um so so nicholas cage he's his parents come round. <laughs> So his parent is, uh, you know the guy that plays Bishop in, in Aliens? Yes. Henrik something. something. Uh, Lance, he- Lance Henriksen. That's the one, yeah. So he's Nicolas Cage's dad and his mum comes, they knock the door and there's a moment of silence and then they try and kill Nicolas Cage <laughs> because that's his that's his parents, isn't it? So it's like the grand, so there's a scene he's where Nicolas Cage and... is trying to kill his kid yeah. and Nicolas Cage's dad is trying to kill him. There's like three generations at it in one scene. I it's have crazy. to watch this film. It's mad and, and I'm not going to spoil the ending but yeah there's not a definitive answer which is a which is a good thing okay because no one knows what is going on holy shit it's a a crazy film mum and dad i'm sold yeah i'm absolutely sold i gotta track this film down i've got it i'll give it to you okay make sure okay so and what's on um streaming and and trailers what have we got new on there i've got wolf of wall street yeah you know what yeah we've got wolf of wall street so this is the leo dicaprio yeah martin scorsese directed martin scorsese, martin scorsese. so this has yeah. been out for a while now it's been came, out for a while yeah 2000 and oh what was it 11 or something or 12 or yeah. 13 or and i remember watching this uh in the cinema it was about belfont martin belfont or oh yeah 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 because yeah yeah it's a, it's a true story wasn't yeah, it based, based on, based on, on a, yeah, yeah based on true yeah. stories and this is what got leo his his oscar now it's revenant sorry so he, got, he got he got nominated for this one he got nominated for this one yeah. but he got the oscar for, yeah, for revenant. revenant and a lot of people were saying oh he should have got yeah, the oscar for right. this yeah yeah but then he came in with the revenant and then he got it yeah and you know what so the rest is all history but i mean this film is crazy it's yeah. mad you see the journey of this guy you know, he's starting off as a junior broker in, in, in Wall Street and he makes his way up to become the head of like, you know, this massive company, loads of shit going on behind the scenes, yep. drug taking, sex, rock and roll, yep. you name it. Margot, Margot Robbie, Robbie. Jinx. Yeah, she plays she a, a, a great uh, role, she, a great breakout role for her. Fantastic. And you know what gets me all the time? Her accent, her New York accent that yeah. she does in there. Spot on. It is fucking yeah. wicked. She's Australian. It's brilliant. Yeah. I, I, I just can't like, you know, get it. So, and I got a shout Jonah out. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill as yeah. well. He, I think he got nominated for oh, like uh, okay. Best Supporting Actor. Oh, okay. Also, it's got, um, bringing it home to like England a bit, Joanna Lumley. Yeah, when she's she in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. what, I was like, what? Yeah. where did this come from? And Matthew so, McConaughey is in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's that thing that he does? It's he so crazy. Some, yeah. um, chant. Yeah. So, so that's out on Netflix. 
Now, another film that I want to mention, and it's out in a couple of weeks' time on the 27th of July, is a film called Extinction. Yeah, you mentioned this on on the on Facebook and uh, on uh, yeah. Instagram and so and on. And yeah. I saw the trailer, and obviously I hadn't heard anything about this film. <clears throat> and it stars Michael Benya, and we know yeah. Michael Benya from Ant Man. Yeah. Was he in Crash as well? Was he? He was in Crash. Yeah. He had kind of like a, that was one of his like breakout performances. Yeah. yeah. And this is a, a post-apocalyptic movie again. Oh. And he, set in the future, he knows the events. He 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 basically has dreams. Oh. And he knows what's coming, and he has to try and save the save the world or save the day or save his Michael family. Michael Pena, yeah. So he's the leading guy in he, this. This is his. First oh, time cool. leading performance. Oh, good. So I think, you know, it's interesting. Well, you know, it's coming out on the 27th. I'm definitely mm. going to uh, watch it. Also, you've got on here. Yeah, what? Unfriended. Dark Web. Now, tell us about this one. <laughs> it's one of them horror films. It's, it's uh, I think it's the producers of like The Purge and uh, or like Blumhouse or one of those sort of producing uh, houses. But there was a, there was a, this is the third one. I think there's one called is it Friend Request or Unfriend. Uh, there's a, a few friendly Facebooky kind of films that are uh, and I saw one like lost footage type, uh, you know, styled uh, films. And this is the third one, but the trailer looks quite good. The, these sorts of films are cheap jump scares. I'm not going to lie and say it's going to be the greatest horror film. Exactly. But if you want to go, you know, go on a date, take someone out with you, that, you know, so you're you know clutching the whole time. This is a great film to get. Uh, <laughs> To get, uh, you know, to get the, the frightness out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's one of those ones. But yeah, this is out uh, towards the end of the year. So okay. so yeah, should be okay. We'll check that one out. And then The Nun. No. This one here. This is going to be a better quality of horror film. Yeah. So The Nun uh, is the prequel. It's, it's uh, The Nun. So it's going from The, cur- the Conjuring. Uh, the, the Conjuring 1, Conjuring 2. We had... Uh, Annabelle. Annabelle. Annabelle creation. So The Nun it derives from all of that. So yeah. the evil, oh man, man, the evil in these people, man. And this face, oh, this yeah. the face on this nun, oh my God. You think of a nun as like a holy figure. Like, yeah, you know? like, you know, angelic. Yeah. <laughs> none of thing. that. There's none of that. <laughs> and, and the thing is, we, we've been introduced to this nun character. We've been yeah. teased this yeah. from... The Conjuring, uh, was it one or two? It was, yeah. I think it's part a, two, when the, towards the end. You see the, the nun picture. Come, yeah. Oh, and the way yeah. it comes yeah. out of the... Oh my. Yeah. So this, this dark presence has been around yeah. for a while. And, yeah. And in the trailer, there's there's a mad jump scare. Even when I, even when I, saw, when I saw the trailer, I was I like... Was like <laughs> I, it got me as yeah. well. And... The the nun in the film, sorry, not the scary nun, but the younger nun in the film mm. is Vera Farminger's sister in real life. In real life, oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Can you believe it? Keeping it in the family. family. Okay. So you know, so I'm really looking forward to watching that one. Oh. That's really great. So, what have we got now on anniversary corner? Anniversary, anniversary corner. So, <laughs> I love that. Going from <laughs> from ten years, two thousand and eight. Tropic Thunder. Oh my <laughs> days! Seeing yeah. uh, Tony Stark, yeah, like we're, we're like with blackface. Exactly. It's just like, it's like, it's like it makes me think actually. Like then nothing happened, but now there'd be a riot. Imagine for that. if that happened now. <laughs> there'd be a riot. Trust me. It's got this film's got so many actors yeah, in it. It's just like it takes, it takes piss out of a lot of things, doesn't it? Everything. Like, you know, uh, just all the, the sort of hot, uh, action hero yeah. tropes and stuff. And I think, what's the other film that was in the jungle? That was like a was that P- platoon or something? Or, yeah. 
or Apocalypse Now, now and all that kind of stuff it, and it does Rambo all and all those. Yeah, it, do, it does all of that sort of stuff. And I mean, I'm not sure if if our audiences know, but Tom Cruise is in this film as well. Yeah. Oh, that that, that bit's funny. Yeah, his bit's funny he, when he does the dance. Yeah. yeah oh my yeah, god! Yeah. A, and you know who it reminds me? Of? It reminds me of Harvey Weinstein. Oh, the sort of character. Yeah, yeah. That, ty- that kind of like dodgy, like yeah, that kind of yeah, like boisterous type yeah. of thing. And like... Fat and cat. Exactly. Just, and his fingers is yeah. like massive. So I thought Tom Cruise being yeah, in this film yeah. was just like, oh it's my got God. Stiller, is it Stiller in it? Ben Stiller, is it? And ben, Jack Black, is it? Ben Stiller, Black Jack, uh, Steve Coogan, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Conaghy's in it as well. Is he? Oh my gosh, damn, yeah. Matthew Conaghy's in it as well. So you've got loads and loads of kind of like, you know, these big Hollywood actors and it's all being put together by Ben Stiller. Yeah. So Ben yeah, Stiller yeah, yeah. had this idea yeah. and he, apparently like when I was reading up on this and when I was uh, he watching it, as well, time, didn't he? Yeah. he directed it and he said, look, he asked Tom Cruise, look, you know what, will you be in this film? I've got a really brilliant role for you. And Tom Cruise wrote back and said, listen, I'll do it, but I want to do it like this. Mm, I want to okay. do it in prosthetics and all that sort of stuff. Okay. And they were like, okay, go for it. That was a good cherry on a cake, that was. That was funny. That was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. So, wow, 10 yeah. years, man. 2008, same year Iron Man came out. Imagine that. Yeah. 2008 is a great Dark year. Dark Knight. Yeah. What else? <laughs> <laughs> a few things. There's a few things. Yeah. Okay, so what else have we got? So 15 years ago, 28 days later 2003 wow great film great film great Killian uh, Murphy yep that's right Danny Na- Boyle Naomi Harris yep that, was that was that a debut one of them I would, I would think so yeah, yeah one of them like major and, breakthroughs yeah and it's not I, th- I just think at that time did we have a lot of zombie films I think that was the start of it right it was a different type of zombie because those zombies were running, didn't it? They yeah. weren't like, walking around, chilling. You know, I'll, I'll get there when I when I get there. Kind of zombies. Yeah. These were in a rush, like <laughs> what, like rush hour, getting to I'm hungry, central I'm London on the tube. Kind of <laughs> zombies, you know. <laughs> and then they followed it up with twenty eight weeks later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but that no, was just a, that scene when he wakes up and London's like you know just derelict. Derelict. It's hard to do. What time did they have to film that? And I know. Close down all the roads. How and did stuff, they do you know? it? I just think, wow. Um, and the music was really good as well for that. So uh, that's good. So that's t- 15 years for 20 days yeah. later. Wow. We've also got here a film uh, 20 years, so made in 1998, and it's Meet Joe Black. Do you remember this one? Meet Joe Black, uh, t- uh, Brad, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Brad Pitt. Was it one where he's, and an Anthony Hopkins, yeah? That's Is it. Is it the one where he's uh, some sort of, is he an alien or something? He's or? not an alien, he plays death. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He plays okay. death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gives Anthony Hopkins. It's basically his last few days. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. So he spends his time with Anthony Hopkins, and he says to Anthony Hopkins, "Look, you've got a few days. Basically, get your affairs in order." Mm. And I, you know what? I when it first came out, I was like, "Oh, like it's a bit too long." But when I watched it again. I was like, actually, it's a, it's a decent mm. film. It's, it's like, you know, it's, it's a slow moving film yeah. and it kind of poses those questions, those deep, you know, questions I think that we all have, like, you know, what is the meaning of life? Like, mm. what, what yeah. are you going to do with your life? Yeah. If someone was going to write your obituary, what would they say about you? Yeah. What legacy do you want to leave behind? Yeah. You know, it's about love. It's about loss. It's about death. It's about growing old. It's about what you do for the people that you leave behind. Yeah. Whether or not you've shown enough love to the people you leave behind. And... It's man, interesting. You're getting deep. What? Yeah, seriously, man. These you films. You are getting deep. And you know the reason why? It gives you time because the film's fucking three hours long. Gordon Bennett. Bro, the film is so long. It's really, really long, right? But it doesn't feel like as if mm. it's like kind of dragging on. So 
I, I kind of, yeah, I put this down I in the anniversary corner. I think I got to see it again, corner. yeah, because I think I saw it ages ago. That's the one where Brad Pitt does a Jamaican accent, is it? <laughs> Spot on, man. So, so basically, he's he goes to the he goes to the hospital, mm. and there's a Jamaican lady. She's 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 not well, and she can see him for who he is because oh. she, because she's, she's a spiritual kind of thing, yeah. And she's on a she she's and basically she's gonna, okay, okay, she's gonna so, go. okay, okay. And they say that when you know it's your yeah, time, you, get like, some, yeah, you, you, you signs, know it, yeah. you get the signs and stuff. And then she's looking at him and she's like, you know, speaking in like uh, Jamaican uh, patois. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, Brad Pitt, he's pulling this he, off, he's man. He's got skills, you know, I'm telling you, that guy, he's got skills. He's good, man. He's, he's got good. skills. So I nominated that one for Anniversary Corner. And another film that I nominated, which was made 20 years ago, yeah. was Rush Hour. Damn. Do you know what? It's funny, it's funny you mentioned that because about a week and a half ago, it was on telly. And I watched about 20 minutes of it and I thought to myself, hold on, Chris Tucker, like he looks not much different it's 20 just, years later. It's crazy, man. But I remember Rush Hour, there was huge hype about this because it was Jackie Chan had tried to crack America from the 80s. Okay. And I followed Jackie Chan's career from uh, like, you know. Drunken Master. Oh and, man, Master with the Cracked Fingers, yeah. like Snake and the Eagle Shadows. Like, yeah. oh man, oh, huge fan, huge fan. And... He tried to break into America in the 80s with two films called The Protector and another film called Cannon Creek Brawl. So you haven't heard of it? Obscure, well, I know. You've got to have uh, Rumble in the Bronx and I don't know if that and was after this or... That was way after, that was 93. Okay. And what happened was he he made Rumble in the Bronx and it was actually filmed in Canada. Canada, <laughs> Canada or Australia. Yeah. It's not even in the Bronx. I know, it was made in Canada. <laughs> And what happened was it was a massive success mm. because of the budget that they put into this film. It was a huge success. And then Brett Ratner, the director of Rush Hour, was like, listen, I'm a huge fan of Jackie Chan. I've been a huge fan of his for a while. We got to bring this guy into America again and yeah. do it properly. Yeah. And he waited, he waited, he waited. And it took Jackie Chan 40, 30 years to break into America. Yeah. And it was a huge hit. Yeah. Massive. It's worth it. It's worth it's definitely. It. Chris Tucker, Loudmouth, yeah. Jackie Chan, The Kicks. Never touch, a, never touch a black man's radio, innit? <laughs> brilliant one liners. I understand that it? one, though. <laughs> don't you. And you know what? It does brilliant. something to me. I don't know what it is. It's like something inside me starts to set off. I'm like, I'm looking at them thinking, what the fuck are they doing? What? Move your fingers. How did fingers. you just touch my stereo? And they touch it and it hurts. And, and also the bit where they start cussing their mums and dads. <laughs> oh it's just so funny. It's brilliant. Oh so I added gosh. that one on the anniversary corner, which yeah. I thought was brilliant. Uh, and what else have we got? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Before we move on, and I got to say, I met I met Jackie Chan. Serious? The, nah, shut up, bro. The Flicksters, man. We shut are, up. Listen, we run the shoulders. So this is a while ago, yeah. Yeah. This is when I was 18 years old. Okay. I was working at Heathrow Airport and like on the till or something. I'm gonna bloody see Jackie Chan. Yeah. I got off my till. <laughs> I had a queue there. Right. Serious. Seriously, I was like, I ran over. I was like, Jackie. I'm your biggest fan. Like, please, can you give me an autograph? And um, he, he got me an autograph. I still got the autograph. Uh, I'm going to put a picture of it on Twitter. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I was just, I chatted to him for about, say about a minute. Mm. I was like, what are you doing? Where are you, like, where have you come from? What are you working on? Blah, 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 blah. Like, and that was it. It was brilliant. But oh my yeah, gosh. I met him. Jackie Chan, you Jackie know, Jackie Chan legend. in the house, man. Seriously. Whew. Okay, go. What you got? Uh, <laughs> I don't know this title just makes me laugh that's why I put it on there you know <laughs> but this is uh, 1993 25 years ago Free Willy <laughs> Free Willy what a name I don't know 
And what is it about? I it's can not, imagine it's so not... many porno films being like using this title three, three really one, three really two. And just for our audiences, just so our audiences know, it's not about like a penis. No. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not about a penis. What is it about? It's about uh, a whale, isn't it? A killer whale, is it? Which and, could and be they, a euphemism you... for a bloody penis. So like, you know. A kid's relationship with, with a killer whale that I think is in c- captivity. And I think he wants to let him loose or something. <laughs> and I'm sure like there's loads of kids out there who do want to do yeah. that. Um, <laughs> do you know, I'll, I'll be honest here. I haven't seen this I film. Wrote, I haven't seen this <laughs> I haven't film. Seen this film. I, I, when Free it came Willy. out in 93, I was like, I'm not going to watch this. Nah, nah. It looked too soppy for me, man. Exactly. Uh, you know, but them kids film... with a bit of bowl, the bowl haircuts. I hate that. <laughs> in Hollywood, they love that. <laughs> the bowl haircuts. And, and also there was a Free Willy too. Yeah, yeah. Can you yeah. believe they got a sequel out of it? Yeah. I can believe it. I yeah. know. All right, I'm sure one... it's been a free as well, but just like a straight to DVD version <laughs> yeah, or something. Uh, okay, so one film I know that we have seen mm. on this anniversary yeah. corner. It's big, yeah. And there's a reason why I put these on here. Like, I put 28 Days on there for a reason. I'll, I'll touch on that later. But big, 1988, 30 years. Big is, it's a great film. And we mentioned big earlier on. So it's not by coincidence. And I talked about Shazam. Then big meets Superman. Not a coincidence. Deval, man, you've got it. You've got the touch, man. Seriously. Tell us but about yeah, it. Yeah, it's a big, yeah. Again, when, when I, I've seen this film a few times and it is one of those films that you remember for all, like forever. You know, but all, even now, I'm a child inside. I'm just in a, a in an adult's body. Exactly. So I can understand where the, the big character's coming from. So big, obviously the young boy goes to uh, the Sultan or the Z- Zoltan. Zoltan, uh, yeah. Like a, like a fortune telling sort of arcade machine. And, uh, He's given, uh, he's, he's given a coin or something or something happens and the next day he wakes up in an adult's body, but still with, a, with his own like child mind. Yeah. And he's got to live, you know, go to work and, you know, meet older women, doesn't know how to talk to them. And it's just, it's crazy, you it's know. Crazy. And then the, obviously the scene in the, um, what do you call it? You know, the, the piano. The piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I the mean, piano that's on the floor, yeah. That's brilliant, isn't yeah, it? It's just yeah. one of those ma- movie magic moments. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, that could be one that we do. But anyway, <laughs> um, so look, yeah, it's, it is a great film. And I just can't believe it's 30 years mm. old. Big. Yeah, exactly. It's Time flies, man. Yeah. Tom Hanks. <sighs> he's still he's still making them hits, man. Yeah. He's, he's still doing it. And they, they, they came out with another film, which was... 13 going on 30 which was kind of like very similar oh. but kind of like on a female perspective okay okay so jennifer garner okay she, yeah, electra she was kind of like you know in that as well so um this film's out there where mm. that experience and listen as a kid who's who's who hasn't wanted to kind of wish mm. they were like were big yeah yeah you know you've always get that like oh god i wish i was older to exactly. get into that place exactly. or wish i could do this wish i could do that so exactly every kid's dream brilliant so uh, ladies and gents those are your films for anniversary corner we hope you loved them if you've got a film that you want us to have a look at or you a film that you want us to recommend for anniversary corner hit us up let us know send us an email get us on twitter send us a message on facebook on instagram you know our deets just go ahead and do it <laughs> all right so moving on to film reviews and we've got some cracking ones over here now i want to quickly mention i'm not going to spend too much time on this one this is hotel artemis that i want to mention so i saw this okay. couple of days ago you've actually seen it yes oh okay so i made some notes on this i need one. to see this as well oh man okay okay, yeah. okay go on let's, let's have well, it let's have it all right. Okay. So first of all, <laughs> let, let's let's go through the kind of the basics first. Directed by Drew Pierce, who is who's this is his first film. 
However, Deval, you might know this Drew Pierce has been the co-writer of Iron Man 3. Oh, Iron Man 3, the one I hate. <laughs> this is, this yeah, is, I forget. This Sorry. is what I was going to say. lost me now. <laughs> exactly. So already you might be thinking, oh, I'm not sure because Iron Man 3, was it, you know, is, is it a great Marvel film? That's up for debate and we can kind of speak about that. But Drew Pierce, he co-wrote Iron Man 3. Also, he he's written other stuff as well. He wrote, he's, he's at number one, he's, he's a British. Okay. And he wrote, did you ever hear about this? He came up with the story of Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Is it? This guy, Drew Pierce. I've never heard of this guy. Not only that, okay. he's credited for being the creator of a TV show about superheroes called heroics no where like i i've just never even heard of this guy so drew pierce he came up with a a tv show a a, a comedy show called heroics and it's based on superheroes no never heard of it now i've got to say one thing right i saw the trailer for this like a while back and i was like yes yes i want to see this film jodie foster you know, Sterling K. Brown, yeah. who's big in... Uh, Black Panther. Black Panther, This Is Us. Yeah. Great actor, right? So I saw the trailer and I thought, you know what, it's got everything what I want. A, a, a bank job that goes wrong. Two brothers, you know, set in the future. It's got Jeff Goldblum. It's got Jodie Foster. It's yeah. got Zachary Kinto. Like, what's what? Like, Spock. Spock. Sila. Sila's in it. <laughs> oh, from, my oh man, now that's going back sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So you got all these great guys in there and it, promised so 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 much and i gotta say right with a heavy heart it didn't deliver serious in my eyes it did not deliver so all i gotta just say is you know you get those films where they don't do well at the box office yeah but then later on five years down the line ten years down the line they have this something like that right this film has not done well at the box office and it's is is it in a cinema yeah do you know what? I didn't even see. I didn't even see it listed in my. Well, there you go. Oh, it, I didn't know that. It, it, isn't okay. that telling? I, I saw it on Tuesday. Oh. oh I saw it. Okay. Yeah, I saw it on Tuesday. So, oh, but mind you, that might be. That's a. That was a pre-screening though. Oh, okay. Okay. So Maybe I'm that's not why. sure if it's okay. kind of like out out. Okay. okay. But that that was like a pre-screening. Because you, you go to uh, special events uh, because you're you got early access to. I okay. get uh, yeah. I get early access okay. to to mm, this sort of stuff. You. So yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> I rub shoulders with Jackie. Uh, what do you think? Oh, and Henry Cavill, by the way. Of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, is we'll, it? we'll speak about Your that. Your mate, Henry Cavill. Yeah, my mate oh, Henry. yeah, yeah. So, so you've got a picture of, of you two together. Right. That's going up, that is going up on Twitter as well. This is no joke, guys. No bullshit. So Hotel Artemis, right? It's it's set in the future. It's set in the near future. No, would you say 10 years away from now is the near yeah, future? Yeah, that, that's near future, so, I would say. Yeah. yeah. So 2028, set in the future. And... One thing that I did like about this film, though, was the production, the production value, the production design. The set design was absolutely brilliant. Mixes, fuses the old with the new. Okay. So you might get a, a really derelict building, like an old 70s style hotel, but you'll have futuristic buttons. Oh. You know, you know, you get like, you know, when you press the uh, button on a lift and you get that, uh, the arrow goes mm. one and it goes yeah. to two, to like that, right? So you've got those mixture of the old and the oh, new. Oh, okay. Retro future kind of. Exactly. Okay. And this is set in LA. So two brothers are hitting up a bank and the bank's not, go- the bank job is not going well and they get shot to bits. Oh. They get shot to bits, right? And they need a place to hide out, number one, and a place to get better. So what do they do? They check in to the Hotel Artemis. 
And the person running the Hotel Artemis is Jodie Foster. She's been there for 25 years. And she is the she's basically the foundation of that hotel. She set it up under kind of like um, circumstances which we're not sure about at, at the moment. But she set this up so that criminals can go there and have a safe place. What? So it's a bit like a continental absolutely bro absolutely so it's 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 like that so you check into hotel artemis if you're a criminal you know what no problem you get fixed up and and when i was watching this film i was like shit but curling stay brown he's been shot up his brother's been shot up what's happening over here but remember this is the future so the technology that they got Mm. in this hotel they will create you a 3d liver serious take your bullets out man they got the machinery to do it so that sort of stuff was really, really interesting. And at the back of my head, I was thinking, yeah, okay, this film's going to start. It's going to start. I'm seeing it. Come on. When's it going to start? When's it going to start? And it just didn't start for me. Mm. The standout thing, performance, uh, Sterling K. Brown, he is brilliant. And he makes those kind of subtle scenes work really, really well. So he says a lot without actually saying anything. Mm. And he's one of those actors where, you know, you read his face and you think, wow, I can feel what he's going through. But I do have to say, Dave Bautista. He's in it as well. Well, Drax. Yeah. Drax is in this, right? And he is fucking hilarious. He Ah. is brilliant. And he brings that dry wit, that, you know, sardonic sense of humor that he has in Guardians of the Galaxy. He brings it to this as well. Okay. Okay. So he's definitely worth watching for this movie. Jeff Goldblum's in it. And again, he's wasted, Mm. wasted. Like he was in Fallen Kingdom. I thought he was wasted Mm. in this one. He's wasted. Zachary Kinto, he raises it up a notch. You know, we spoke about Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, hamming it up. Oh my God. What the hell is Siler doing, man? In this movie. Serious. Shouty, like screaming, brooding. And I was like, this is Nicolas Cage. Oh my God. So he's doing this, right? So... Jodie Foster is obviously believable as the person running the hotel. You know, she's got some issues that she's had to be dealing with for the last 22 years. There was a death in her family. You know, we don't know exactly how the death happened. So I'm not going to say anything about that. Yeah. However, you know that she's going through some trouble. She's dealing with issues. She's got, um, yeah, I'd say she's an an alcoholic because she drinks quite a lot in this movie as well. But... You know, she's a good, good-natured person. You know, she's there to help people regardless of whatever the situation is. And behind all this, at the backdrop of this bank heist and, you know, these two brothers going into this hotel, there's riots going on. So there's a bit of an element, uh, there's a um, political element and the riots are there because there's not enough water. Okay, like a, like a drought or is it like a worldwide thing it, not a worldwide thing but the the big businesses the big companies okay in um it, it, within the film they're controlling the water oh, so okay the working class people the people from the streets they they rise up and they fight back so you've got all this kind of shit going on in the background but at the same time you've got these two brothers who are trying to get themselves fixed up trying to get out of the hotel artemis but at the same time, you've also got Jeff Goldblum, who's the kingpin of the whole city, who also needs to be checked into the hotel. Oh my gosh. So he's, like the, he's like the grandmaster again, yeah? <laughs> Basically, yeah. And um, so you've got all these different elements. And for me, it doesn't deliver. Okay. It just kind of, I, I was waiting for this kind of, you know, the big action scene. 
the big shootout mm. that doesn't happen. It's got Sophia. I think her name is Sophia Butella. Yeah, yeah. She's a French actress. Yeah, we've seen her in Kingsman. Yeah, and the the, the Mummy with Tom Cruise. That I was think, it. That she, she's she's in that one, and she has like a, you know a fight scene at the end. But I mean, it's in lacking, the end, yeah. mm. I just thought, come on, man! Mm. It's so much promise. The trailer would looked really really good, and I left feeling. Yeah, you know what? I wish, I wish, I wish this was a different movie. So you're telling me it's better uh, checking at the Holiday Inn or the Premier Inn <laughs> rather than <laughs> Hotel Artemis? Yeah, <laughs> I can, I can, I can pay online as well and save ten percent. You know what? Just checking out a bed and breakfast, just like <laughs> or motel. Yeah, um, yeah. So okay. I, I, I got to say, right? Uh, How many stars would you give this hotel? <laughs> well, it's definitely. It doesn't have a pool, so that's one thing. <laughs> so it loses a star for that one. But no, I, I mean this is this is a two star, two star hotel. Yeah, this yeah? is a two star hotel. Out of what? At, well, five star. Well, uh, out of five. Okay. Yeah, okay, five okay. stars. Okay. Like if we if we do one and a half, two. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, um, room service. Forget about it. Oh There's no gosh. room service. But let, no. All jokes aside, I thought I was really, really, really looking forward to this film because I really like Sterling K. Brown. And mm. this guy is like an Emmy. He's an Emmy winner. He's mm. like a Golden Globe winner. He is hot property in America right now. And he, you're going to be seeing a lot of him on yeah. the screens. Yeah. And I was like, come on, this isn't like, to give him something better than this. Mm. So yeah. So two, one and a half to two stars okay. for this one. I'm afraid to Val, but I would, right. I'd like you to go and check it out. I will watch it. Yeah, I will watch it at some point. <laughs> go check it out and... Let you know how I feel, yeah? Let, let me know how I feel and let let the audience know. Okay. Okay, thank you for that. An insightful uh, review of uh, Hotel Artemis, uh, which hotel I ought to miss. <laughs> 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 you, know what? you get 10 more points if you follow that up with something <laughs> so i can't think now <laughs> okay so uh okay so what did i see this week i saw skyscraper okay tell me about this yeah, one. skyscraper with uh Dwayne the rock johnson, johnson. and uh I must say, he still is the most electrified, <laughs> electrified person in all entertainment. <laughs> if you smell la, 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 what the rock is does, cooking. Does he do the eyebrow thing in here? He doesn't. Oh, he doesn't need to. He doesn't, he doesn't need, need to. to no. does he? I mean, he's a, he's a bona fide actor. He's a really good performer. Yeah. Uh, when he's on screen, he, you know, he, he, he owns the screen. For me, this film was good. It wasn't great. Mm -hmm. It was good. The thing uh, for me that made this film good, I mean, it kind of reminded me of a, I wouldn't say poor man's, but like a different version of uh, Die Hard oh. in, a, in a tower building. It's an advanced building, really, really advanced building. Yeah. It's in China. And uh, he's like a, he used to be a, a war veteran. Uh, he had an, uh, I don't want to spoil it too much, but he was a war veteran. He's no longer a veteran anymore. He's back in civilian yeah. society doing a, a job he's, he's like a, a safety uh, a skyscraper safety inspector so he's here to here to inspect this massive you know technology technologically advanced skyscraper in china he takes his family there as well uh his wife nev campbell who is a uh a, a military physician so and you know what i say a big shout out yeah you, you got 
you pronounce the name right, it's Nev Campbell. Oh, it, it, a, a lot of people say Neve. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> notice, but uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're listening to Neve, <laughs> I said Neve on purpose. <laughs> Nev, sorry. Listen, Nev, you're welcome. Yeah. So yeah, so she's uh, his wife. He's got uh, he's got two he's got twins actually, a boy and a girl. Uh, but yeah, so the thing that made this film different for me was that uh, the Rock's, uh, sorry, Dwayne Johnson, I should say, rather than Rock, his character does have a weakness that uh, that the his, his characters don't usually have, which for me it gives the the story, it gives his character a bit more respect because he's a muscular guy, he's a physically, you know, he's, he's a he's a muscular physically. A superior guy compared to anyone else you usually see on the screen. So anytime he's uh, faced with a, with a obstacle, if he's got to, if he's got to fight or if he's got to run or save someone, he's able to do it because he's you know he's he's in top tip shape. But in this film, without giving away too much, he's not. He does have a, a, a weakness. He does have not, well, I don't say weakness. He does have a, uh, a a barrier or a challenge to his physical demands, if I can say that. And uh, that plays a part in his character in, you know, trying to save his family, which he overcomes uh, in some cases uh, quite well, actually. So I must say, I must give a shout out to the way they've made his character. They could have just made him as the regular, you know, tough guy character, but he's not. He does, uh, he has had a a bit of a past and we see that in the film. So yeah, good, good uh, character uh, building for that one. And you know, you mentioned the... um the kind of the the similarity to Die Hard, yeah. Like in terms of that, like, is there a lot or is it just kind a of a bit? As in, like, it's it's a, it's a skyscraper. Uh, there's uh, shit goes down in a skyscraper. His family's in there. He's got to save them. Uh, there's also baddies in there with guns and stuff. So he's in there with all of this going on. Yeah. I guess the difference with Die Hard is that there's no family. I think he's, you know, it's just his wife that's in there, which yeah. is still family. But he's got his kids as well that he's sure. got to try and deal with. So. It's there's, there's similarities there, but they 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 I think they know not to try and make it too similar. Right. So there aren't any lift scenes, any you know borrowing borrowing through <laughs> air, air conditioning vents and stuff yeah. like that. There's no uh, Asian man with a machine gun, <laughs> you know. <laughs> if they did that, I'd be like, nah, mate, don't try it. Yeah, because they, they are in China, so they could have they could have easily done that. <laughs> but they didn't do that, which I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the film's okay. I mean, it's because uh, I, I, like I said, the, the thing, the, the thing that made it really good for me was that his character does have a, a defect, or I don't want to say defects, but his, his character does have a, a, a barrier. Yeah, and that, that 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 becomes part of his character, and that makes it interesting to see how he overcomes challenges with the enemies, and it's it's interesting to see. I've not seen it before ever in oh, film. That's good. So that for me was an interesting element because when you look at the when you look at Dwayne, you think he's just like a fine specimen That's of the, the thing. you know yeah. of, of yeah. human being, yeah. and to put a, a him like with a fault, yeah, it's like wow, this is yeah, kind exactly. of something that we've seen. And we've never seen it before, so it's interesting. And what's this thing that I heard about him doing a stunt? There's a stunt that he did in this film, mm-hmm. which apparently afterwards, after he did it, he goes, "It was the craziest thing that he's ever ever done." Is there one scene? Is there a scene in the film where he the, does like maybe a jump? You know the yeah. There is, yeah. He jumps, uh, uh, yeah, because it's, it's it's a skyscraper, yeah. And to get to where he needs to get to, he doesn't go from the bottom. He he goes from the 
the the midsection almost. He's got to jump from one point to another point. Uh, Also, he's doing a lot of hanging, a lot of of explosions happening. It's very, very physically demanding. So I can imagine what he's saying there. Obviously, I know safety, they're not going to actually jumping from a skyscraper so yeah. it'd be you know green screen or whatever but and you love harnesses and exactly like that. but yeah. still i can imagine he still has to hang around physically yeah. and yeah i can imagine we're talking about that tom cruise he broke his uh he yeah broke his foot yeah mission impossible on mission yeah. impossible six yeah fallout yeah so yeah i mean i mean the rock he's got probably you know vibranium <laughs> bones or adamantium bones so <laughs> i'm sure he doesn't you know he doesn't break he, doesn't bones, break he breaks things you know He's the rock for a reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's no, good for him. And he's like him as a, him as a, him as a character. Uh, he's got you know his wife and his children, and you see that in you know in in, in the plights that he's in. So he's, he's very convincing. Okay. You know, I don't see him as a wrestler anymore. Though if he jumped into the ring, I'd watch it tomorrow. Yeah. But he's he's a, he's yeah, he's he's good. Yeah, he's he a bona fide super superstar. Yeah, he's now. good. That's it. I do yeah. like the rock. When I see him, if he's in the film, I want to watch it because he's in it. Would you say this is better than his last film, which was Rampage? I don't know what. No. Hmm. I would say that's a good question, actually. Hang on. Good question. Rampage, that was just recent. A couple of months ago, yeah. That was just wow. before, I was like April, I think it was. This guy is, he's, he's a, working he's hard. He's non-stop. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's different. It's in better character. Definitely better character. Right, okay. Film as a whole. Yeah, uh, Rampage is a bit more of a fun kind of popcorn flick sure. kind of you know not too serious yeah. kind of film. A bit more There's tension in this one. A bit more tension because the stakes are higher. His family, his yeah. kids—they're like eleven or something or okay. ten, so the stakes are high. And, and what about um, the, uh, the CGI special effects? Yeah, it's, it all works. Yeah, it's good. It's got uh, the the owner of the skyscraper is. Uh, Lau from Dark Knight. You know the guy that is good with money. <laughs> the guy that's good with money. Lau. Oh, wow. oh, yeah, he's he, on the plane. Remember yeah. that? They get him. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's in this. So oh, he's... Okay. <laughs> that's so funny. Lau. <laughs> he's in it. So yeah. So okay. yeah, it's cool. Yeah, the special effects are wicked. But yeah, yeah it's, it's good for me. How many? Uh, how many skyscrapers? How, skyscraper. many, how many floors would you? How give many me? floors? Oh, yeah. you're good. You're good today. You're good today. Come on. How many? How many floors? I give it. I would give this. Uh, I'll give it seven floors. Okay. Yeah, I got yeah. seven floors. Not paint the house, but seven no. floors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seven floors up. Yeah, that's and good. I'll walk the rest up on the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, seven, seven well, floors. Seven floors is good. It's alright. Yeah, it's a decent film. Decent yeah. film. Okay. All right. Good. Decent film. I'll check that out because it's it's, it's going to be on uh, it's going to be on the cinema for it a while. It just came out. Yeah. So I literally saw it the day it came out. So it's going to be out for a little while. So we'll see it in next week's uh, top ten. Hopefully, I reckon it'll probably be, what. Do you reckon it'll debut at number one or? Mm, no, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it will. You know, I think it'll come in at number two. So what do you think would... I think Jurassic Park might... I don't know, I've got a funny feeling Jurassic Park's going to stay there for a little while, but... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what, what else uh, did you see this I week? I saw Whitney. Okay. As well, yeah, Whitney documentary. Uh, uh, documentary of Whitney Houston. Yeah. Or Whitney Brown. She's married to Bobby Brown. But uh, yeah, the singer, uh, directed by Kevin MacDonald. You know well... Uh, we uh, were introduced to Kevin. I was introduced to Kevin McDonald on um, the Last King of Scotland. Yes, Last King of Scotland. Also yeah. done. Uh, well, obviously, that's a great film. Uh, Forrest Whitaker, 
James McAvoy. Jay, I was going to say Professor, Professor X. X. Yeah, <laughs> James McAvoy. <laughs> uh, he's also done the documentary Marley, which was a really, really well-received documentary. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Black Sea with Jude Law. That's Great, right. Uh, dark kind of submarine, submarine thriller. thriller. Yeah, so really good, really good pedigree Kevin MacDonald has. Yeah. But this this documentary, I must say, it was it touched me. It was really good. Really. I've not really watched many documentaries of Britney Houston. I know about her life. I know about tragic some of the, the struggles, the tragedy, her daughter, all of that. And this covered a lot. Uh, it it focused on it. her life. Don't get me wrong. So her daughter. Uh, it did touch on that, but mostly mostly focused on Whitney Houston's life and all her struggles and from her, her, her childhood and her family. And a lot of the family were involved in the documentary. So her mum, Bobby Brown was involved. A lot of the people she works with, her aunties, uncles, a lot of people, her brothers were heavily involved in the documentary as well. So everyone got a say. And uh, yeah, it was really insightful. But yeah, like you said, it was very, very tragic. It was sad. It was something that was so it was avoidable right. you know she had one of the the best voices i mean do you want to dance with somebody do you want to feel the heat with somebody i mean bodyguard that's her first movie role yeah kevin costner kevin costner was in it as well yeah he spoke about uh the, 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 having a documentary saying how he just he loved the way she acted the energy she had and just the fact that he's a multi uh mixed race relationship Ship as well because uh, yeah. back oh, in them yeah. days obviously it wasn't it wasn't unknown. It wasn't taboo, but in a major block, blockbuster Hollywood movie, yeah. to have the leading woman be black woman and him being a white guy, and you know that kiss when the camera goes round him at the airport, yeah. that wasn't really that that wasn't really you know widely seen that much. But uh, yeah, it was just it's just oh, like she she's to this day she still holds holds records. Wow, seven consecutive number one uh rec records on in in in, in the usa wow man. and like that's that's still not been done yeah to this day all those all those hits i mean she literally changed i mean there was things that i, I didn't know like things like uh al sharpton uh reverend al sharpton he's like a he's like a public figure who a reverend he's always you know he's championing sort of black uh, human rights and stuff like that and yeah uh at the time he was boycotting her music Mm. You know, he he publicly boycotted her music because he said her music wasn't for the black people. It was like for white people right. and that she's singing white music and stuff. And I didn't know that. So it spoke about it in a documentary and it showed how, how she felt about it because you saw it happen in real time. Right. And her mum and she said, I'll oh, forget about him. You know, you sing, you do your thing. And it's just a lot of things were happening. And yeah, it's just, it, it showed a lot. And I never, I didn't get bored during the documentary. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't doze off. I didn't, I didn't get my phone out. It kept me gripped from start to end. I guess one of the questions that I have, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the questions that I have when I watch a documentary is, and especially when I find out that the person behind the documentary has passed away is mm. the, the why. Yeah. Why has this happened? So my question to you, Deval, is in this documentary, does the director address that? Like why it yeah. ended in that way? Yeah, I mean, it's it's we've all dabbled in things in our lives, yeah. you know, whatever it is, whether it's drink, whether people have taken drugs, whether it's uh, gambling, whether it's whatever. Some someone's always got an, an addiction or a vice, yeah. and for her, uh, from I think her brothers mentioned when her early teens, uh, she sort of tried a bit of weed and stuff, and then it progressed. So obviously, when she 
became a fully fledged adult and she had the money and so on. It progressed from weed to coke and her brothers were actually the ones that would buy it for her. So it was like a family thing, her brothers and, you know, when they went to different countries and so on, they had access to everything when they were on tour in hotels. Yeah. So she would, you know, take it and it would just be like a, a fun thing to do kind of thing. And it turns from fun to dependency to yeah. not being able to cope or do anything without it. And uh, her brothers explained that and explained how... And they, and they say, and they admit it, do they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. They, they admit they're sorry that they sort of introduced her to it and stuff and... And uh, it just grew from there. And obviously with her relationship with uh, her husband, Bobby Brown, yeah. he was he was obviously, he took a lot of that as well. It's funny because in, in, in the documentary, they, whether it's a director or not, but someone asked Bobby Brown, so uh, let's talk about her, her drug use. And he said, I don't want to talk about that. And then the person said, but that uh, shapes a large part of her later life. And, you know, it's also the reason why she died. He's like, I don't want to talk about it. Right. We can talk about anything else, but I'm not talking about it. Shit. And he would not talk about that. So that goes to show that it's, it hurts yeah. so much yeah. because it's avoidable. But And yeah. another question that I've just got to ask is, you know, in some, there's always two sides to kind of like a person. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the side, obviously, that we see, you know, from the press and then behind the scenes. Do we see the side, the, the negative side of her life, like the the downsides, the downsides of being so famous? Do they do they portray that a, yeah. apart from the drug side of it? Yeah, I mean, they don't portray it that much. To answer okay. your question, I mean, there wasn't like there wasn't like a thing where uh, she couldn't handle the pressure of maybe right. maybe they, maybe there was, but they didn't show it so much. Sure, okay. Uh, like she was obviously famous all over the world, and Massive. I think I think the one side of, the one side of that that they did show was her relationships because she couldn't having relationships with her was quite, it was quite difficult because right. of who she was and it was always in the public eye. But she, she was quite open about things actually. So she, she dated an American footballer and quite, quite open about that. There was news that Robert De Niro was on her case. I had no idea. I know he likes sisters. He, believe you me, he likes <laughs> exactly. man. He so, loves, yeah. And so they said he was on her case. Uh, who else was on her case? What other celebrity? There's there a couple of others that were, yeah. I think, on her case or that she was known to have dated and so on. And 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 finally, my last question about this, I promise. Eddie Murphy's another one. Sorry, Eddie yeah. Murphy, yeah. My last question is, do they kind of show that, was the influence, was Bobby Brown like a bad influence on her? It, it, did, did they mention anything about that? They did. And I think that's, it's probably not as straightforward as that because right. she was involved in, a lot of the the drug uh, misuse before him. Before him, right. But probably because they both did it, mm. it was something that grew when he was introduced into her life, perhaps. Shit. And it's like when you're with someone that doing the same bad thing you're doing, it's only magnified. But then someone also mentioned that uh, that he couldn't take as much as they could. I think the brothers mentioned that he was a lightweight. <laughs> so I don't know if that, that, that then goes in his favour to say that he wasn't doing it as much as her. I'm not sure, right, but they okay. were saying he was a lightweight. Like anytime they go round, they, they would lap him because he couldn't take as much as them. Jeez. So I don't know, but obviously no one really, everyone thinks it was always, always, always him, but always, but, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, because I think that was, and that was he was like was a bad portrayed. boy. Yeah, yeah he's like exactly, a bad boy. So. You're, you're forgetting like he was, he comes from like new edition. Yeah, yeah. And that whole kind of... Um, My prerogative. <laughs> you remember that, man? <laughs> so My prerogative. I've got to watch this. i got to watch this documentary. Yeah, yeah it's good. Because this is the music that I grew up yeah, watching, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. listening it's to. It's good. Yeah, it yeah. is good. Shit, man. Okay. But it's sad. And then obviously her, uh, her daughter, they, they, they mentioned that. And I think her grandma or her auntie was like, oh, her daughter didn't have a chance. 
she started crying so that her daughter didn't have a chance growing up how she grew up in the environment she didn't have a chance that's what she said because she died in a bathtub as well but she went to host- she I think overdosed in a bathtub the daughter and I think a few months later she passed away but the mum obviously Whitney Houston died in a bathtub her friend was actually explaining it the last moments of her life she was in the hotel room with her she went I think Whitney Houston said, oh, she wants some cupcakes. And she went to get the cupcakes. She, she said she, did, she took half an hour. She came back and saw her face down in the bathtub, like drowned or whatever. But you don't just drown for no reason. Something must have happened, but no one knows whether it was a, well, I think they say it was obviously some drug misuse and maybe yeah. she overdosed and then obviously that Turned happened. Yeah, him. but it's mad half an hour and that was it. Shit, cupcakes. It's so yeah. tragic, man. It's, it's, it's a great bad. documentary. It's worth, it, it's worth, worth watching. watching the music yeah. as well throughout it. Because every time they talk about her life, they, they cover certain years. Okay. And you see a montage of what happened in those years. You see like sporting events. You see Pepsi adverts. You see yeah. which president was in was in office. You see those years sort of, you know, on the screen and, yeah. and, the, and the hits that came out during that time, Michael Jackson or, or whatever, sure. MTV and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's good. It's worth a watch. So yeah, I mean, how many... Uh, how many billboards? How many? <laughs> how many? That's a good I'll one. give it a good eight and a half. You know. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I did like it. Eight and a half. It was I'm solid. gonna check this out. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, do you, Do you think because it is a documentary, and um, because it is about Whitney Houston, maybe a lot of people in this country might not, uh, maybe the younger younger people might not know yeah. a lot about her because this is she was big in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'd say. Also, there have been a few documentaries about her anyway, so I'm not sure if this one. If people, some people are thinking, oh, it's already been done. Because I, I spoke to someone about it a, a couple of days ago. Yeah. And they were like, oh, I've already seen documentaries about her. Why would I want to see this one? And I was yeah. like, oh, well, I haven't seen the ones you're talking about, but right. this one is good. So I'm not sure if maybe this one covers a different side of things. Because sure. I doubt they would release one that's already be, sort of been covered. So this one, I, I, don't know, I think I'm going to go back and see another one that's been made yeah. and see how it's and different. I, I think that applies to kind of when he directed Marley because there was another documentary oh, about Bob Marley. Okay. So yeah, he's got to cover other stuff, and yeah, I think he's got all the family involved and stuff. So it must be. But I'm really surprised about how they the, the family are there because sometimes when you touch yeah, upon a, yeah, a, a yeah. you know documentary like this, sometimes family are like, no, I don't want to talk about it yeah. because it's too difficult. Yeah, they tell their they tell their truths. Okay, that's good. That's the main thing. Yeah, it's worth a watch. Worth a watch. Brilliant. Okay, thanks for that, Deval. I'm gonna definitely check those two out. So, mm. um, in Hidden Gems Corner, what do we have today? Yeah, Hidden Gems, Hidden Gems. So I, I went. Uh, it's been quite sunny, as we know, over the past few weeks. I've been, I've been having to water my uh, garden of hidden gems, and it's been difficult because you know there's been there's not been much rain. There was a bit of rain the other day. Yeah. So I think my hidden gems it, it helped for them to grow so I've got an extra one actually yeah so my garden's been ripe for the plucking so I've plucked a few hidden gems okay for everyone uh, so the first one I'm going to talk about is the killing of a sacred deer okay this sounds interesting this is a mad film it came out in the cinema it came out this is 2017 so Ca- just recent yes it came out last year in the cinema it's got Colin Farrell Nicole Kidman they're the team they're, they're, they're the parents in the film they've got a couple of kids uh, one the, the daughter is like mm, 15 or so yeah or 16 and the son I think is about 10 or 11 this film is weird really this film is weird okay tell even, me even the way they the dialogue the way they speak they all sound like Spock <laughs> it's like they won't just say oh I sat down and had breakfast today they'll be like I sat down 
and had breakfast today. They, they all, it's like everyone sounds. Is it set in the future? No, it's set now. It's like it's it's based in America. Colin uh, Farrell's character is a a doctor. Right. Uh, I think he does like heart surgery and stuff like that. And then the mom, she's also something. She's in the medical field as well. I can't remember what her role is, but she's in the medical field. And uh, they're quite well to do because they're both doctors and stuff. Uh, and uh, so Colin Farrell's character uh, has a patient who passes away uh, under his on his table, uh, and that patient that passes away is the father of this kid who's a bit twisted. Right. Okay. And uh, the kid gets more and more twisted throughout the film and blames Colin uh, Colin Farrell's character. For the, death. for the death of his father but we don't get that first of all because for, uh, begin, during the beginning of the film uh, we see Colin uh, Colin Farrell uh, going to meet this kid for lunch and stuff and it's a weird thing you're thinking at first I thought he was a paedophile <laughs> because yeah because the way they he said he'll sit down really like like almost like a it's in, you know like humans the android the TV show that TV comes show, on Channel 4 yeah everyone's no one's really, no one's, no one's, uh, it's like they've all lost humanity. They're kind of like just yeah. void, but it's normal. That's, that's how the film is. So you're sitting down with a the boy, they speak in like some, you know, Android type language. How was your day today? My day was fine. I had school, I had five classes and I had science and then I left school and it's like that. And he's like, okay. And what would you eat? Would you want some pancakes? It's weird. It's 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 yeah. mad. But then, uh, so the film sort of progresses, and we see this this kid's true intentions come to come to fruition. Uh, this kid, I don't want to spoil it too much, but this kid uh, starts to do things to the to his family to oh. get back at Colin uh, Farrell. So it turns dark. It turns dark, but. It's weird. It's weird, dark. It's really weird. It's like, you, you, as I said, this this kid does something to his family. You're thinking, whatever you're thinking is not what he does, but he does hurt the family. Uh, it's okay. mad. Yeah. It's like he literally, he wants like to- Animal torture? No, nah, he doesn't even, he doesn't even touch them, but he's, he's, he wants to kill them, but it's weird. Okay. He's, he's like, you know, the Lauren Hill song, Killing Him Softly. He's, he's literally <laughs> doing that to the, to the, to the family. In the most weird way, but and, and the end towards the end. What like I cannot tell you. This okay. film reminded me of. Uh, we got to talk about Kevin. I was just that's what this it sounds like. Just me, you it talking about of this. That. Yeah, that's what it, the I things was thinking that happen about. are weird, crazy things, and the decisions that Colin Farrell takes and Nicole Kidman. You will not believe it. I'm you will not believe think, it. This, did this go under the radar? Yeah, like, it did. Here it did. in the UK. It's a hidden gem. I'm, I'm not going to tell you films that everyone knows. <laughs> this is mad. It's on my, it's on my, my, it's on my garden. On my, on my garden, the radar doesn't pick up these, these films. Okay, I'm going to just ask you a question. So you know the thing about them speaking like, yeah. like robotic? What's, is there a message behind Is that, is that how we've become as a society? Is that, is that I, what the director is? I, I, I don't, I really don't know, you know. I, I, I was a bit like... I'm intrigued. When I first saw it, I thought, what am I seeing? I sort of paused it and I made sure I was watching the right film. I was like, what is this? But they all like it. It's mad. Oh, it's mad, shit. but it lends to the uncomfortable nature of the film. Okay. Because um, if they spoke just regular, then I don't know. I think that, I think the, the, the filmmaker wants you to be uncomfortable yeah. or detached from the beginning. And 
they achieve it, you are literally, it detaches your humanity, your moral compass. That all goes out the window because you're introduced into this world of, of voidness. And then you, it's mad. I like that. It's okay, mad. I want to watch that. It's mad. Okay, so uh, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Go catch that, guys. Yeah. Second film, Fruitvale Station. Michael, Station. Uh, Michael, B. Michael Jordan. B. Jordan, directed by Ryan Coogler, who did Black Panther. Black Panther. He did Creed. Creed. Yeah. So, so this is his first feature film. Yeah. Uh, Fruitvale Station. Before that, I think he'd done three short films. Great film, based on a true story oh, of, was, uh, of a guy that was uh, uh, killed by police. In um, what was it set in? The, was it nineties or was it or something? Oh, I'm not sure when it. Now it was set quite more recent than okay, that. Okay, it's not yeah. like I think it's ages ago. Right. But, okay. Yeah. Uh, and it, obviously, this has been happening over the, over the past few years in America. So it's so relevant, isn't exactly, it? Exactly. So relevant. This came out in 2013, so it's not it's five years ago. Michael B. Jordan. He was in The Wire. Mm, yeah, yeah. And when you see Michael B. Jordan in The Wire, right? He's he he's not in it for a long time, mm. but his role is really important. Yeah. And I tell you what, right? The way you see his emotions, the way he acts in that is brilliantly. You could definitely see him mm. going into films like this. Yeah. And I was reading an interview about Michael uh, B. Jordan and apparently he told his agent, he said, look, he goes, I did The Wire. I did Fruitville Station. He goes, but I want you to find me roles that you would normally give to a white person. Okay. Okay. And I thought that was brilliant because he doesn't want to do just those typical, typecast. he yeah, doesn't yeah, want yeah. to be typecast. Yeah. So I, I, I just think like, you know, when I read that, I was like, yeah, that's really interesting. He wants to do the like, mm. different types of films. Coming off of like, you know, The Wire, he yeah. could have easily have gone into maybe like another gangster yeah, film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Free Rotation is a very, 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 very touching film because yeah. we know what's going to happen, but that doesn't happen until way near the end. But mm. before that, you get to see this guy uh, trying to help his mom. He works, he's got a, a relationship. I think they're going to have a, ch a child on the way and yeah. stuff like that. And it's about the relationships. That's what it's mainly about. It's showing this guy before the headlines and showing what kind of guy this is. And then what, just, uh, you know, one night something can happen and it all changes. But it's yeah. a really, really good film. Really, yeah. really well written, acted, filmed. You know, it's a, it's a low budget, good film Octavia Spencer who was in uh, Hidden Figures uh, yeah she's also she was also in uh, a sh The Shape of Water she she's in this film yeah, yeah. she's in this she film really so she's really that. good yeah, yeah really good so yeah so guys you've got to catch Fruitvale Station everyone I've yeah. told to watch it they, they, they love it they have loved it yeah, yeah. they have loved it so, that's yeah, a good one good that's film. a really good shout out there and then uh, as you mentioned in the news uh, Snowpiercer yeah it's going to be a series but where did it come from okay so Snowpiercer was 2013 and this is a film starring uh, Chris Evans, Captain yeah. America. Uh, also Tilda Swinton, who's in uh, Doctor Strange. Strange. And it's also got, uh, what's, that, what's that guy's name? Isn't he the one of, wasn't he Hulk in, uh, not Hulk, sorry. Wasn't he the thing in, in Fantastic Four? Wasn't he Billy Elliot? Is that the guy? The actor? Billy, uh, the actor that played Billy Elliot. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but Jamie I'll find Bell. Jamie Bell. Yeah, he's in this as well, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Okay. You know what? I haven't seen this. You haven't seen it? Okay. I, I, I've not seen this. Okay. That's why, I mean... It's a good film. What I've yeah. heard is it's, it's supposed to be it's really, good really film. good. Yeah. It's a good film, yeah. it's based a, on a train, right? That's correct, yeah. I think it's got roots in some sort of in Korean... Uh, I think it's a Korean the filmmaker as director. well. Director. Yeah, yeah, director, yeah. So 
it's a, it's a, it's a, it's what you would call an indie film. Okay. Like, literally, this is an indie film. But it's, it sounds so like high concept, like yes, the train. The concept is it's post-apocalyptic. The train has got, uh, it's like society. Yeah. You've got your high society. Mm. You've got your working class. You've got your uh, people that, you know, that see us people on the street kind of things. It goes from the high to the lowest class of society and they all get their sections on the train. Right. So the low classes are all shoved into the, the low class bit. They're the ones that are shoving the coal into the, into the engine. It's dirty, yeah. it's grimy. They get all the shit food. Yeah. And as, as you, the, uh, as you go throughout the train, you get different levels of society, different levels of food, environments, interaction, everything. And, uh, Chris Evans' character, he's in a low society. Right. He's him you know, and he's trying to get to the to the high end. Okay. And they rebel. Like he he, he gathers people to rebel against the, the, the train or the, yeah. the people. And it just it, it's a story about how they rebel, how they get from get from one end to the next end. There's a massive there's a there's a really, really great fight scene in this. Okay, so it's rem- action as well. There's some action, yeah. So it reminds me a little bit of uh a little bit of Old Boy and uh, okay. and The Raid Part 2. There's a lot of hammers involved. That's I'm all I'm going to say. There's hammers and people's heads are getting cracked. Yeah. There's a scene. Imagine all that. You're fighting with about 100 people on a train. The train's big. Don't get me wrong. The train's yeah. big and wide, but you can't run away. Yeah, exactly. The fight scene is crazy. Wicked. I love it. Trust me. It's quite, it's very intimate. It's packed yeah. and... And was this the same? T- uh, he he was already Captain America by this time, right? This is it's twenty thirteen. So he actually filmed this uh, just after Avengers right, Part One. Okay. So I think we mentioned a few weeks ago in the uh, post credit scene of Avengers when they're all sitting down having their shawarma. You mentioned it. Yeah, C- Captain America sitting there with his hand on his face because he couldn't uh, get involved and eat because he had a beard. Because <laughs> that that was filmed. Uh, the, the shawarma scene was filmed at one of the uh, premieres of Avengers. So the cast just happened to be all together. Oh. So they managed to film it as they were all together, but he had a beard because he was filming Snowpiercer. Wow. So that's why he was sort of hiding his face. But yeah, so that film, it went under the radar. And totally. there's those sorts of films he wants to do going forward. Yeah. Because he, he eventually wants that. to leave uh, Marvel and do films like this because he's, you know, he's a... He's a big star now. And I, I think he yeah. could, he's got a big enough name where yeah. a film could sell. Yeah. Based on him. him. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a great film. I mean, I don't want to spoil too much of this. This sure. and Tilda Swinton's character, Tilda Swinton's character, she's like the, the sort of big bad, but she's she's, a, she, she's, a, she's a weird, yeah, she's upper class. She's a weird bad. It's this weird, right? Okay. She's she's one of those weird kind of characters that can just she can be so convincing in her weirdness and yeah, yeah it's it's a, it's a good film under okay. the radar. It's it's been in my garden for a while. Yeah, I've plucked it out. It's ready for you to watch now. I've got Throw this one as well. There. I've got this one for okay, you. Okay, cool. And then the last uh, hidden gem that I want to talk about. I've never heard of this one. The Cured. Okay, so we spoke about in Anniversary Corner, 28 Days Later. Yes. That's there for a reason too, because The Cured is another film that deals with people that are infected. A bit like uh, 28, a bit like uh, World War Z. Yes. So there's some sort of infection that's happened that get, makes people like zombies, but like running around, attacking their family zombies, eating yeah. them. And it's crazy. But this is a very, very different take. Very, very different take on that genre. Do you know why? Why? Because this film, I'm not spoiling it here because it tells you this in the first few minutes, but this has already happened. All the zombie outbreak, all the infection outbreak, it's already happened. Right. They've managed to cure everyone. Yeah. But 25% of the people they've cured can still remember what they've done. 
yeah they can still remember the fact that they've killed their friends and their family Eaten. they've got all the memories of all the shit they've done when they were zombified Zombies. so they've gone through like a curing process and now the film is that they've released this 25% of people back into society oh, to integrate shit. with their to back into society but they also they're now given these low no one wants to they're kind of outcasts that yeah. they're given like there's, there's this person that was a politician he's now a cleaner it's like you can't go back into any sort of respectable job because people see them as you know like they're the ones that even though it's not their fault it wasn't their fault yeah they were infected it wasn't them it wasn't their fault but, but they're stigmatized exactly so these people can still remember so they have flashbacks of killing their own sister and child and all kinds of stuff and some of them go crazy. Some of them have killed themselves. Some of them have just gone crazy and just like gone, literally gone into straight jackets. But a yeah. lot of them, a lot of them commit suicide because they can't live with the memories right. of what they did. Yeah. Everyone else now, they can't remember. They just, they're cured and that's it. But then there's a few factions in, in the cured yeah. that some of them are, they know they're, they're treated badly. They want to rebel. Oh, okay. So shit starts to happen. Yeah. And then also uh, some people start to find out uh, that some of the cured have killed some of their family and stuff. So like... There's like maybe like a lynch mob or something like that. There's exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. And also just more intimately within like the family, like let's say I'm your, your, I'm your brother or whatever, yeah. yeah? And I was cured or, you know, and uh, you didn't know, but I killed someone really close to you yeah. and you didn't know that. And like, let's say you find out now, how are you going to treat me? Exactly. It's like, first of all, you're like, oh yeah, come back. Oh, it wasn't your fault. And once you find out, it was you're me like, that killed your- You bastard, your... I want to kill you. Exactly. So it's like, that happens and it's crazy. But also there's one person in this film that you would never know who it is. But when I when I, when I saw this film yeah. and I saw this person was in it, I was like, yeah, I need to watch this film. Uh, Ebony Moore. Ebony Moore? In, in, uh, in Avengers Infinity War. You know, every new more that the, the, the guy is. Yeah, so. Yeah. Oh my God. He's the, the, the one bad. That, yeah, the only one, the one that uh, can move things with his mind and yeah. takes Doctor Strange. He was, and, he was Thanos's, like, yeah, right hand yeah, man. Exactly. So uh, he, the character that voices him is in this film. Oh, <laughs> but it's, a, it's an Irish film. It. This is an Irish film. So I forgot oh. to mention it's an Irish film based in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, so it's, And where, where can I. Um... I've got it for you, man. Don't worry about it. And for anyone else who want it, I got it. I got we, see, anything we, from the from a hidden corner. It's in my garden. I can pluck it for you. Give you that it. seed. We got it for exactly. you. Exactly. Oh my so god! This, I think this this was was it on Netflix or was it in a cinema? I don't remember it being I don't on, on Netflix, cinema. I think, see, it's, it's it's hard to find. It's like, hard to find. This one's hard to find, but it's a really good film. Like I say, it's a different take on that genre. Yeah, because very different take. Also, all, it's got uh, what's the name in it? Uh, Kitty Pride, uh, what's her name? Uh, oh what's God. her name? She was in Juno. Juno, the girl. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. I know who you're talking I'll about. I'll get the name in a second, but she's in it. She's the only American in the film. She was Everyone in, else is uh, Irish or yeah, British. Yeah, she or, was in um, with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, in Inception. Inception. Her, yeah, yeah, she's in it. Yeah, yeah. Kitty Pride. You know yeah. what? How, look, we only know the kind of <laughs> I know. This is bad. This is I bad. Um, I know, but no, she but, was in Juno. Yep, you're yeah, you're right. Yeah. Juno's really good film. Hard yeah. Candy, really yeah. good film. Oh, oh, that is a hidden gem. I'm that, telling you. Yeah. When I saw that film, um, I was like, yeah, yeah, this film is good. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? This film's it sounds really, really interesting because uh, when we watch a zombie Ellen Page. Film, yeah. Ellen Page. When we Elaine Page, when we watch uh, zombie films, it's always like 
right, okay, we see kind of like, you know, the after effects of it. We see the actual zombies, but yeah. we don't see like when it's all cured. Exactly. This is afterwards. It's all, it's all happened, getting the, the post-cured society. Yeah. It's about how can you integrate with these people again? How's the relationship going to be? And what, is this like um, a first-time film director? Have oh, we well, seen I'm, this? I'm not sure. I, I doubt it. If, if it is, this person needs, they need something for this one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the director of this film is David Frine. I'm pretty sure he's a... Uh, an Irish uh, He's done, director. He must have done stuff before, right? I can't see anything. Oh. I can't see anything. Known for The Tree, known for, I think he's done a lot of shorts. Yeah. Okay. So this person needs guys, studios, give this guy a budget. Sure. Yeah, make it happen because this film's good. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's literally, it's different. It's I different. I want to check that out. But yeah, so that's my hidden gems for this week. You know what? Those are brilliant. I mean, like Anniversary Corner and Hidden Gems, I think... Yeah, there, there are some really there's a good lot films. going on there. I know. What have we got for next week? What next what's week coming we're going to have a because Comic Con would have happened. Yeah. So forgive us, guys. But next week we're going to have a lot of news on a lot of the Comic Con, uh, you know, outbreak of of, uh, of news and events and the stuff, stuff and so the DC on. DC stuff, exactly. DC Marvel. Any any trailers that have come out and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll let everyone know about that. And also, obviously, we're going to keep it strong with some some more hidden gems. Uh, anniversary corner again but and also uh, on Netflix as well I think there's a few new uh, releases coming out uh, by then so yeah and um, I'm just trying to think was there anything major else coming out on Netflix that they, they, I tell you what right they're always there's always something yeah. new coming they, out sometimes they, they just pop it out it's like it's not it's almost like they don't even announce it they just pop it out like what happened with the Cloverfield Paradox there was no mention under of, the radar it, yeah it just popped out one day that was it but so yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that as well, seeing what's what's coming out. And I'm sure there's going to be some other big movies. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. We'll, sure get, we'll get some, we'll some good news next week. Next week, we'll get some good news for, for you guys. You're going to... Yeah, but yeah, I think that's a... I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap, I think. That's yeah. a wrap. Yeah, so Brilliant. great Thanks show. For, Thanks for joining me on this one. No, you're welcome. Any well, every week. Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> I'm gonna have me some fun. I'm gonna have me some fun. I'm gonna have me some fun. <laughs> okay, and one last time, do Jurassic Park. <laughs> Clever girl. It's true. We didn't do it this week, innit? It has to be done. It's so funny. It has to be it's, done. You know what, right? There's a meme. Yeah. There's like you just type in on like Giphy. Yeah. Just type in that, right? It's yeah. so funny. Clever he turns girl. around. <laughs> I love it. Ladies and gents. Thanks for downloading the show. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Deval, thank you again. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll see you next week. Yeah. And ladies and gents, don't forget to like, subscribe and follow us on... On YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And also, uh, you know, our prize still, oh. again, for, for another week. Uh, comment, post, get in contact with us. You've got to be a subscriber. Yep. And we will send you a free cinema code to go to the cinema, a view cinema or Cineworld cinema in the UK, yep. anywhere you want. So yeah, get in touch. See you next time. Peace out.